Euclid, Annapolis, do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Area 31, continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra bright, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac, Wanwan, and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Why would the show have for you tonight? First of all, let me introduce the members of the Posse Girls. Get ready. Sit yourself down. This is sort of what happens in this next video that we're about to. Okay. I didn't what was that. that? What was that? I didn't say that. Bob. Wow. That Bob was, was mimicking what you were saying, probably. That was weird. Okay. Where did that audio come from? Oh. Let's try it again. It sounded like in the background from yeah, somebody. Bob. Yeah, Bob. Yeah. Okay. We'll try it again. Do you have the studio door open, Mac? Uh, yeah, but uh, nothing's going on. Is there somebody next door? No. Recording? No. Because they usually have it blasted sometimes. Yeah. And you oh. can hear it. All right. Let's go with. Uh, All right. Start again. Start again. Maybe we'll even Give go time. that false start. Okay, we're going to go with 12. Okay. 12 minutes. Here we go. Three seconds. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military Star Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you tonight. But first, let me introduce you to the members of the Posse. Girls, get ready. Sit down. Get your mister. Get your fan. Get your big box of cleaners. Your big box of wipes. Your squeegee glue because he's here. The very famous one. one. You bet your booties. Hey. Everybody, hey girls, hey Mac, welcome to the show. I'm glad to be here. By the way, thanks for the invite again. Yes, invite. Yes, okay. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, is booty a uh, British slang term that you've picked up? Booty. Um, there's so many slang terms over here. That I'm just getting used to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, let me count the ways. Maybe yeah. maybe able to do a top ten slang words. There you go. That'd be funny. In the UK. Have you heard people? Yeah, you know that. The boot is uh, a different, uh, means something with a, a car. The boot. That's right. You know, yeah, it's the, the trunk. trunk. Right. Something. The boot is the trunk right. of the car. Right. How about Bob's your uncle? Right. Have you figured that one out yet? Bob's your uncle? No. Yeah. A lot of British people say that. Bob's your uncle. I'm not sure why. Anyway, uh. let's move on. Uh, no cocoa tonight out saving the world. Actually, the Hawaiian Islands, as it turns out. But our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward, is here down there in Go Home, West Virginia. Switching. I, I'm go home, West Virginia. Uh, I'm glad to be here and mm -hmm. go home, West Virginia. Okay. <laughs> How you doing? Okay. I, I am beyond wonderful. Okay. I, I'm going to comment about your hair, but let me introduce the rest of the gang first. Okay. I think your hair looks very good tonight, but you look like you got a haircut. Did you? No, I, I've been thinking intensely about getting a haircut. Uh -oh. Maybe that's what you're okay. picking right. up on. Psychically getting a haircut. Interesting. Yeah. Our uh, director of security is here with us, Willie Club, WC. How you doing? Hey, Mac. Hey, folks. Hey, hey everyone Willie. out there. Okay. Uh, I have to make a comment now that you brought that up about, okay. you know, Switchy's here. You know, I know you got a Floby that you use on that thing. <laughs> Floby. But, yeah, you, you, you ever remember the Floby? Oh, sure. Here? You, you ever bet. use it? Yep. Yep. 
He's not what is a phobia? I never heard of it. It's a vacuum of a cleaner. Phobia? It's your, no. your at-home mm -hmm. hair-cutting uh, system. System. You hook it up to your it's vacuum little, cleaner. It looks like a hair dryer, and it's got a blower in it, and it's a vacuum, and it cuts the hair all the way around. It's, it's a wonderful thing. You yeah, really? Look into that. Down there, they probably got them for half price down in uh, Oh, you're talking about a Vegematic. Well, <laughs> close. Vegematic. Like. Well, I've never put that it on It slices. It dices. There you, you go. Know? Now you're talking. Anyway. But I, and I, I had to make one thing, one other thing, because uh, Jay sent a, JJ today sent that uh, link about this is the beaver blood full moon. Oh, that's right. The full on. beaver moon tonight. I, I, I couldn't figure it out. I got up this morning. I had this extra bounce in my step. <laughs> and I didn't know what was going on. And when you sent that link and I read it, and that's what it's all about. Well, now you know. My God. It's I mean, about it's the beaver. I got to wait two more years, three more years for it again. So, right. Well, I got to tell you this while I search for our special effects generator here. We went out this morning at the Lois and I at, we were up very early and uh, we saw the full moon come up, you know, earlier in the evening, the night before. And then we're going out and I look and there's the, the moon's like a quarter moon. I'm going, wait a minute. It was a full moon. Yeah. It was the eclipse. We caught the eclipse without even knowing we were looking at it. Yeah, it was right. strange. Anyway. I can imagine five o'clock ancient in times. Right. Yeah. yeah, they would figure, what's going on here? What did yeah, we do? Ancient times. Yeah. Booga, booga. They're looking at the moon, you know, and say, oh, beaver moon. Oh, again. Yeah, right. beaver moon. Okay. Get him squaw. I don't know how to. No, I can never say, no, I'm not going to go do that. Why don't we just introduce our good friend up there in Sideways New York. Raven is with us. Raven, how are you tonight? Hello, my friends. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm. You look good. Oh, thank you. I'll be the first one to say it. You <laughs> get your you hat on. Good. It's hat season. It's hat season, and it was finally not, you know, in the 70s today. Right. It was in the 40s, so that was great. Well, it's going to get warm this weekend, at least here. Anyway, do you have any uh, Halloween candy left? Mm -mm. No, all gone. All gone. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Uh, neither do we. Anyway, um, so we have quite a show for you tonight, I hope. Uh, we're going to be talking about... Um, well, uh, just recently, NASA uh, uh, announced that they were going to start looking into UFOs, and they're going to start looking into unclassified files of UFOs, and we just thought that was very strange. And so I'm going to read a list of things that, hey, listen, NASA's done a lot of really cool stuff, but, man, they've effed up a number of times. So we're going to pick on them tonight and tell you the top 10 mistakes NASA has made. Also, um, Switch has a report on – Switchy, remind us. Well, they're uh – <clears throat> They were called the Cusack Devils in France. Mm -hmm. The Cusack yes. Devils. Okay. Are they a hockey team or what do they do? <laughs> well, if they were, they were very transitory. They didn't stick around long. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Sounds good. And then we're going to be talking also about um, Club and I and all of us are talking about this whole idea that maybe the government somehow is holding back information from us on a killer asteroid that might be heading our way. Uh, that's always a uh, doom and gloom subject. But we like talking about it. And also later on coming up, our good friends Kim and Sarah Shea from Edmonton, Canada. They're going to call in and uh, we're going to talk about the four craziest YouTube videos of the last few weeks. So that is, that's the show there, kids. Um, I should make this announcement that we are all out of swag for the year. Okay. Really? Yes. Um, a supply chain issue or something? Uh, yes. There's a... There's a, there's, a, there's a problem getting bar coasters, as it turns out. Um, yeah. But uh, we will um, reintroduce it 
at the beginning of next year. Okay, so keep those cards and letters coming in, but uh, it might be a little bit of a delay before we actually get the bag of swag out to you. And um, I think that's it. So that's the show tonight. Why don't we do this? Uh, why don't we take a very quick break now, and then we'll be back with the top 10 and the rest of the fun. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Imagine if there was a super secret satellite in outer space that could read your thoughts and alter your reality. Imagine if the U.S. government had no knowledge that this satellite even existed. Now imagine if such a powerful weapon fell into the wrong hands. In the latest adventure of Mac Maloney's best-selling detective series, codenamed Starman, Lieutenant Chris Starr of the Navy's X-Files team is given his strangest case yet, track down the ghost of a rogue Navy SEAL who holds the secret to the God Satellite. Once again, teamed with beautiful Irish detective Mara McCann, Starr finds himself looking for clues from the streets of Rome to a mysterious snow-covered mountain in Arizona to Africa's forbidding skeleton coast, and finally, in outer space itself. But it's only when he realizes a secret vision in the desert points right back to where the case started does Star finally learn what the God Satellite is really about. That's the God Satellite, codenamed Starman, book number three by Mac Maloney, on sale on Amazon and in bookstores everywhere. And listen to Mac's show to learn how you can win a free copy. Hey, Mac Maloney fans, this is Pistol Pete. Do you have any questions or comments or requests for the X-Files gang? Then just go to MacMaloney.com, hit the contact button, and send us a message. That's MacMaloney.com, and don't forget to hit the contact button. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Exercise Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Wow, what a show we have for you tonight. The whole gang is here. Juan Juan is here. Hello. Switchy is here. Uh, hello. With his flea-bitten cats. Uh, Club is here. Clubby. Hi, Mac. Hello, all. Do you have any Halloween candy left, Club? I do. Oh, I, I, cool. You made me think about it. i got to take it out. I'm oh, wow. in the mood for it now. There you go. All right. We can cut that into a weird bump. Uh, and uh, also Raven is here. Raven. Live Hello, my friends. Classing up the show. Hi, Raven. What's what's the drink du jour tonight? I saw you drinking something there. I have a an Arctic Chill Hard Seltzer. <laughs> wow. Okay. It's a ginger lime. Ginger lime. Okay. That sounds uh, horrible, but I'm glad you're enjoying it. I am drinking <laughs> my favorite. Genesee. Genesee ice, baby. God. Jenny ice. Oh. The only good Genesee is the Kolsch. Mm-hmm. It has the taste you never get tired of. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Coca-Cola. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Things go better with Coke. I had a can of Coke the other day. It was like I was uh, on meth or something, you know? Man, you get a real jolt if you haven't had Coke for a long time. I haven't. Well, that's why they call it Coke. There you go. Yeah, Coke's big here, too. Is it really? Coke and Budweiser is big here. Huh. Yeah. Well, yeah. like I said, that's what happens when you lose the wall. So, um, the Coke there is much sweeter. Is there over is it? there? I'll have to try it. it. Yeah. yeah. Huh. They so, have a different uh, measurement for, for yeah. the sweetness. Mm-hmm. So they dump more in those. Things. Yeah, mm. yeah. Ever have uh, Japanese candy? No, the candy is wild. It's it's about one third the amount of sugar in American candy. It's it's you know noticeably less, and I'll tell you, it tastes better. It's really yep. strange, but it, it it tastes better because it's just not overloaded with sugar. 
Also, if you have, if you want to make a good friend in Japan, send them my uh, big bottle of bear aspirin because aspirins over there are like a buck a hit. Aspirin in really? Japan are very, is very, very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Here if, for like $2. That's all I know. You're not feeling yourself, you have to have three Snickers as opposed yeah, right. to one. Yes, right. Uh, all right. Okay. Slightly racist, switchy, but that's okay. I, I don't <laughs> think that's racist. Okay. So, anyway, wrong. why don't we do this? I apologize if I offended anybody it's anywhere okay. across this great universe. Oh, we've got that out. It's more fun. So I've introduced everybody, right? Yes. yes. Okay. So we have a top 10 tonight, which we will go to. Uh, and then we have to talk to Switch about his, what he had for breakfast. Let's do the top 10 first. No, let's go to Switch first. It might be funny. Switch. <laughs> so listen, this is the skew of the show. Yes, I'm here. What, a, what a lead in for the top 10. Yes. Right, right. Let's see if we can leave him laughing. So let's have everybody guess to see what he had for breakfast, and then we'll find. Yeah, out try, try okay. that. Try, All right, take, now, take now, guess. You know? Okay. I mean, but did I eat here? Did I eat out? And if uh, I ate out, yeah, what did I have? Exactly. Where did I go? I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. You know, there's, there's so many uh, combinations of what Switch could have had for breakfast in the venue. I have a bit of a you, you know, one one. If if they're true about how there's uh, different versions of us in different universes, multiverse. the truth is that probably are there are a billion of me that had all kinds of different breakfasts That's true. across the universe. Well, yeah, absolutely, and with their true. appetite, you know, could be also a trillion of you that had two enemy donuts. So, so <laughs> I was just going to say uh, that I, I have uh. a bit of an advantage because I I frequently listen to the last two shows, so I know what his last two breakfasts have been, and it's been a roller coaster. Okay. We had the astronauts' <laughs> breakfast a couple weeks ago, steak and eggs and oatmeal and muffins and sausages and ham and everything. And then he had the two the two donuts, the two Entenmann donuts, which I want now even just talking about them. So I'm going to guess. Yeah, the chocolate-covered donuts, right? right? Yes, but, but they're kind of a yellow cake. Yes, in, yes. In yes, yes. They also have a devil's food, which to me isn't quite as good. Wow. The, the classic pure Entenmann's donuts are the ones with the chocolate frosting yeah. and yes. yellow cake on the inside. Oh, yeah, yeah. And we're not talking yellow cake uranium yeah. either. If, Although yeah. it could be. Oh, that's a cool name for it. If, if, uh, What's cool about Entenmann's donuts is that they keep for quite a while. Well, yeah, oh, they, they last. They, they have a, when you buy them, they average about a three-week shelf life. Period. But yeah. they, the ones I love are the Paw Pets. Did you ever try those? You would talk the about what? those in the other Paw show. Pets. They're, they're kind of soft. They're mini donuts, mm. and they're called Softies. Oh. Pets. Wow. Because they're so soft. Even if you oh. open the box, you know, a month later. Yeah, yeah. I got to get I don't wild. know what that tells you, but. The last ones I had said uh, expired in 1997. Really? <laughs> they were fine. It's okay. It wasn't that long ago. I think those are Twinkies, but um, oh, yeah. you might have just gotten your boxes mixed yes, up. Right. I'll tell you, a Twinkie doesn't taste like taste good at all like they oh, used to. Oh, I haven't had that. And Devil, Devil Dogs used to be my favorite. Devil Dogs were a big They thing. taste like crap. Uh, they used to make great hostess pies too. Lemon, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. Something, something happened there. Nice uh, icing be, and everything. Yeah, they, yeah, they changed. Uh, I bet up. you there's another universe somewhere where you can get pure hostess pies, pies, donuts, and Twinkies. We should. Oh, like a like. A well, you let me know where hostess that bakery. We're, we're searching. Yes. We're looking right now. The hostess bakery. I'm sorry, what did you say, Raven? Uh, like a fresh hostess like bakery or something. Mm, yeah, one whole universe yeah. of it. We should. Fun I just, fact: We actually have. Uh, an Entenmann's um, discount store in my neighborhood. Oh, Ooh. nice. Okay. Really? They it's sell a, the stuff that's about to expire for- It's a day old place, then, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. the old yeah. place, and they sell it for like, you know, 75% off. Is there, yep. is there any, ever any good stuff there? Or is it all just like, you know, boring bread or something? Yeah. Day no, old is fine. They have the, like, all everything you could buy in the store. It's just that yeah. it's like mm. about to expire, so yeah, they cool. just sell it for cheap. But I've I've bought the, uh, the, the yellow- Okay. With the hard shell, whatever those are. 
donuts? So they're probably talking yeah. circa 2010, 2012 Entenmann's uh, donuts. That's probably, fine. yeah. Okay. We should explain to people that Entenmann's is this, it probably, I think they're mostly in the east part of the country, a yeah. huge um, like store-bought bakery stuff, you know, pies, breads, cakes, and it's all good. Coffee cake is incredible. Look She's at this. Danish. These eclairs. Look what Club has devil dogs. When the last time you saw that box? Look at oh, Isn't that like a sushi Look at cube? that. Look, oh, and he's got Twinkies, too. Oh, what? my goodness. You got that on top of your Halloween candy? I'm having company tonight. So oh, I sorry. Yeah, you loaded up. <laughs> <laughs> right, I haven't cool. had a devil Twinkies dog and devil since, dogs, like, everybody. 94. I got to say, I haven't had a devil dog in easily 20 oh, look years. look at that. Yeah. You know, this is a Ugh. box. It's a brand new box. Yeah. Good until December 4th. No, not but bad. Okay. What, it's what, right what year? Uh, 2030? Yeah. They don't put that <laughs> no, in. They don't, that's why they don't put years on them. I wonder why they don't put the year on So, anyway, now I'm just starving for the junk food. Switchy. So, I'm going to say Switch went out. I'm going to say he went out and I'm going to say he had a big breakfast. He had a Bob Evans-ish breakfast today. That's my guess. Raven, what do you think? Look, Take a look at him. Has he gained any weight in the past week? I'm going to say he ate at home and maybe had something like, um, you know, eggs and toast or like Pop-Tarts okay. or maybe even waffles. Okay, a home thing. All right. Yep. The toast or waffle. Go ahead, Juan Juan. What do you think? Look at him. I'm thinking because uh, since he's kind of a lazy ass most of the time, he went out to Denny's. <laughs> well, and the Bob special Evans. was the, yeah. the, special was the uh, what was it called? The Grand Slam? Uh, Grand Slam. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Okay. He had right. a, a Grand Slam and his usual uh, a black coffee. Okay. Go ahead. Hot black coffee. Club. You know, he looks kind of, you know, I don't know. Don't we? doesn't look like he's got the energy today, so <laughs> I, I hate to say it, so I won't, but it's something that okay. he ate that, that wasn't very uh, agreeable to him. Okay, home or out? He had looks, what? you know, it doesn't have the normal shine. It looks, like it's, it's, it looks like he has a hole on the top of his head. Is that just me? What was the That's top what I mean. Line? He's got a different look tonight. Uh, so do you think he ate at home or did he go out to get sick? Oh, I think he ate at home. Ate at home, he's okay. Much, He's more uh, jumpy, you know. He, oh, jumpy a little? he gets okay. all excited about the waitresses yeah. and, you know, well, the tripping he does and all that stuff. <laughs> wow. So. Okay, Switch. So it's two to two, Switch. So um, please tell us, what did you have well, for breakfast Well, Mac, today? I did not go out. Now, well, two, two of these guys are yeah. right that I was it was home. Go ahead. But uh, one, one. Now, for me to, to go to a Denny's, I don't know where the closest Denny's is. Yeah, close I, I might expire from hunger by the time I got there. There you go. So I'd have to check that out. And uh, what, what kind of bums me out is I'm not really terribly close to a Waffle House because I would check those out too. West Virginia, what's the matter? But here's what That's I did. A bummer. Go ahead. Raven actually is the closest. Uh -oh. I stayed home. Yes. I had uh, I make, mixed up two eggs in a bowl wow. with some shredded cheese, and then I, mm -hmm. I cooked a couple sausage patties. Mm -hmm. I, I cut them up in little pieces, yes. and I mixed them in with that. Yes. So I had kind of a sausage and scrambled egg scramble. Wow! And then mm -hmm. I had I had one piece of toast with butter, white white bread with uh, with butter, yes. hot black coffee, yes. and orange juice. Well, orange juice all, at make home it all in the wow. comfort of my my living room. Wow! Okay, that's a good little mix up too. I like to put cheese in my eggs too. I didn't think about the meat because that's just not something that clicks with me. Yes. But. So sometimes I put in like shredded ham or or chop up some bacon or whatever, yep. and I get make my own scramble. The good thing idea. is the, the horrible truth is I can't make eggs over easy. So I have to actually go out to places where they have a real live waitresses and silverware to get that. Wait a minute. Eggs are easy. Just slip the egg, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's more to do with the flipping part, if you want to, if, if you're in the tin town and in your future, Matt, yes. maybe you can make me a couple eggs over easy. Okay. Here. Be glad and, to uh, do that, that. would be good. Okay. I'm with switch. I also don't know how to make eggs over easy. I can do scrambled, scrambled yep. or scrambled. Scrambled is easier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. 
I mean, am I wrong? Is it just you, you, you flip over a fried egg and that's over easy, right? Yeah, but uh, yeah, it breaks but, and it's over hard. I like them oh, over hard anyway. I don't like I don't like to dunk my oh. my bread, and I like uh, crusty bread, like a sabata or something. Fresh baked, get it down <laughs> down the street. I don't know. Well, I want you send a little high maintenance to me. Yes. No, it's not. Cut it yourself. You know what a, I found? Store it in a bread bag. Go ahead. I found ciabatta stuffing that I bought mm. for Mr. Raven. Mm. Two different kinds of it. There's like a garlic one and like <clears> a I don't know what the other one was. There's two different flavors. I don't eat stuffing, but he likes it, and it's a yeah. ciabatta crust. What is it? Wow, what, what really? is ciabatta? Did you, did you say that. ciabatta? I, I, ciabatta. Thought that was, I thought that was a form of martial arts. I thought that was a group from the 50s. <laughs> what, what? Well, aren't they in Star Wars? Yeah, right, yes. Oh, exactly. yeah, the little yeah. ciabattas that were in that big tanker <laughs> thing. Yeah, that, what, that what is it like? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? French French? Ciabatta. I don't know. Crusty? I should ask the baker. That's how I always say it. Make it all day. What is it? The bread. But what, an odd crust? It, it yeah, tends it's to be a like, crusty bread, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's almost like a, a baguette, I think. Okay, baguette. Yeah. It would be considered it tastes, like ciabatta like bread. Mm. It's sourdough bread. Like sourdough bread? Okay. Yeah, but does it build strong bodies 12 ways? In France. Oh, yeah. That was that was a go-to bread for my mother. Wonder bread. Wonder bread, yeah. Oh, yeah. With the balloons? Everyone's yeah, balloons. yeah. 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 little, little uh, colored dots on it, yeah. yeah. Did, you, was, did your mother cut off the crust? Because my mother didn't. No, I, I think was, you know, back when I was uh, had had issues as a kid, I think she might have cut off the crust. But mm. later on, I was able to, uh, you know, as I got to my thirties, I was able to eat the crust. Right? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. My mother never cut the crust off my sandwiches. I'm sorry. Eat the whole thing and be glad you got it. <laughs> yes, because there are, are starving ch starving children in uh, Sausalito. Right? right. Exactly. Yeah. Just remember yeah. those kids. You know, and if he had classmates, they would steal his lunch on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, wow, huh? <laughs> they leave him stunned and half bleeding on the floor. I love the process. Wow. Um, it, it, I'm just going to – one more thing about eggs, scrambled eggs, okay? And someone showed me this a long time ago. When you scramble an egg, there's two things. The fluffy – the more you scramble it, the fluffier it's going to be, okay? That's the secret of fluffy scrambled eggs. But take a spoonful of mayonnaise, mix mm -hmm. it in. With the yeah. with the scrambled eggs, and you won't believe how yeah. it comes out. It it's, really yeah, it comes out like a, a perfect a perfect omelet because all mayonnaise is is just eggs and uh, oil or something, you know. Yeah. Put a little mayonnaise a little in there, virgin olive oil in there, and it'll come out like a huge, perfectly shaped omelet. It's great, and it's also great that you know if you're gonna be like switch, you throw ham and bacon or something like that in there. It's great mayonnaise. Anyway, and mix it with a whisk. Mix it with a whisk, like right. a fork or something. And mix no, it along. Whisk. Calling the police. No, no. <laughs> the food police. Uh oh, must <laughs> arrest. The wrong record. Anyway, violation of rule. Let's continue the fun with our top ten tonight. We have our top ten tonight. And let me guess. Yes. Let, let me see if I can remember. It's top ten reasons. Well, last week we had top ten reasons Club would make a good Batman. This week, top ten reasons why Juan Juan would make a good Superman. Right. That's what I got. Okay, all right. Here we go. Get ready. Okay. So top 10 reasons why Juan Juan would make a good Superman. Please start the music. Number 10. He was born on Krypton. If by Krypton, you mean Cambridge, Massachusetts. <laughs> okay. Exactly. They blew up. Wait, were you born in, in Cambridge or Chelmsford? No, Somerville. So, oh. <laughs> right over the border. Oh, that's like, a better uh, joke if I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I was on the, uh, right at the edge of uh, the Somerville line. <laughs> really? This is the name of his book. Okay, number nine, please. Right. That was the nearest hospital. Sorry. Cool. That's all right. So, so. <laughs> uh, number nine, uh, he can stop a bullet with his teeth. If by a bullet, you mean an onion ring. 
Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that. Okay, next, please. Number eight. Uh, he's been using x-ray vision on Lois Lane for almost 10 years. <laughs> oh, you ain't kidding, baby. You ain't Finally kidding. comes out. Okay. No big oh, secret. No. Okay. <laughs> next, You don't know the half of it. Yeah, I'm sure I don't. And then I did the sleepover. Oh, man. Oh, okay. All right, another show. Let's go. <laughs> uh, number seven. Um, he's on excellent terms with the mole people. Okay, that's close if you're going to be Superman, all right? Mm-hmm. Top 10 reasons why one woman would make a good Superman, please, right? Uh, number six. Um, he can bitch slap Jimmy Olsen anytime he wants, and there's nothing J.O. can do about it. Right? You bit. You bit. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy. Uh, number Jimmy five. Jimmy. <laughs> his only kryptonite is a chocolate martini. Yep. I see oh, him yeah. lose all his power after about 10 of those. Yep. It's true. Next, please, Jeez. right? Number four, uh, he can get busy with Bizarro's wife anytime he wants and then fly around Bizarro World at light speed, reverse time, and erase the memories of everyone involved. Right? Yeah. Okay. Now, that sounds a bit of a stretch. You think so? It does. Why? Because you don't like Mrs. Bizarro? Is it, it, does he even have a, a wife, Bizarro? You must, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's Bizarro Lois Lanes, a bunch of them. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I've run into a couple of those over the years. Please, next. And, and some of them are single. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Interesting, too. Please, Raven, next. Uh, number three, he can trade tights with club. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he looks great in a Speedo. And you remember Superman? Yes. Used to wear Speedos. Basically a Speedo. Yeah. He does. Okay. Yep. Right. He's got a saying, package to go with it. Like you're saying, Juan Juan looks good in a Speedo. Oh, Juan Juan, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's debatable. Okay. Him too. Okay. Yep. Okay. I have, to man- I have to manscape before I do a Speedo. Okay. I'll tell you that right now. TMI, TMI. Uh, so, well, the top 10 reasons why Juan Juan would make a good Superman is this number two? Two. Uh, number two, he craves his alone time quote-unquote, in his Fortress of Solitude. If by Fortress of Solitude, you mean Farmer's Kitchen. <laughs> right. Why do I miss that place? Isn't that where you want? Uh, okay, here we go. And? The number one reason Juan Juan would make a good Superman. He can eat a donut with one hand while kicking the shit out of that Nancy boy Batman with the other. <laughs> really? For sure. We always have an I note. Yes, right. I was trying to work some kind of clock thing in there, but I uh, it wasn't coming to me. So, so anyway, well, there you go. Uh, why don't we do this? Uh, why don't we calm down? And uh, we'll take a break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Action Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. Please stay tuned. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hats, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with the forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Hey, 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 hey,
Welcome back, everyone. Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, the show we have for you tonight. The whole gang is here. Juan Juan is here. Girls, he's here. You bet. Hello. Okay. Also, girls. Good time. Switchy is here. Girls, Switchy is here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah the girls are glad I'm here, too. Juan Juan, for crying out loud. There you go. Girls, uh, <laughs> club is here. If there are any of you left over, club's here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> and I'm really happy to be here tonight. It's, it's, it looks like there's so much going on again. But, uh, I love it because I learned so much Me too. just from you folks that, uh, you know, it's unbelievable. Well, and for the rest of us, yeah, Raven, three credits for the show, too. There you go. Well, I mean, three credits. Give it five. <laughs> wow, it's early. Raven is here with us. Raven, how are you doing? Hi, my friends. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Okay. And do we ask you whether you had any Halloween candy left or not? Yes and no. No. Okay. How about the Frankenberry and the blueberry and the uh, Halloween Cereals that Mr. Raven craves. I believe all that's left is the Count Chocula. Mm. I'm mm. pretty sure that's all that's left. Yes. But mm -hmm. I mean, we always have fruity pebbles on hand because that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. That was the uh, title of our last show, as it turns out. <laughs> so, anyway, so we've been talking about for the past few weeks, we've been talking about this, well, actually for the past year and a half, about how the U.S. government. Kind of came out um, at the end of uh, 2018. There were um, the so-called Tic Tac videos showed up online. They'd been bouncing around for a while anyway, but the Navy actually said that um, they admitted that that they were authentic and that the um, the Tic Tac shaped UFO in these videos and there's another one called Go Fast, same thing kind of. They didn't know what they were, and they then they said that these things were traveling at very very high speed. You you see the videotape, you hear the Navy pilots commenting on what is that thing? How can it go so fast? It disappears into the water. All this kind of crazy stuff. So, it's been you know so, so the past couple of years now, as it turns out, the whole idea of the government talking about UFOs is is a lot quote unquote better than it has been for years because they're actually kind of addressing it, even though they started these. These committees that go nowhere, promised a lot of stuff, uh, have not, you know, fulfilled it. Um, the government, the military, they just seem to have, um, um, I don't know, maybe started like another thing like uh, Blue Book where the, it's kind of like, yeah, we're investigating, we're looking into it, but, you know, you never hear anything good from it. Uh, and you know, good meaning that any kind of a breakthrough. All they keep saying is that these things are not UFOs. We don't know what they are, but they are not alien craft is what everyone kind of keeps saying which makes me suspicious that they're all reading off the same page. So now lately NASA has like jumped into this. And I think it's funny that after all these years, finally NASA, uh, which is our space administration, is going to look into UFOs. And uh, as I said before, you know, NASA has done a lot of cool stuff. You know, they brought us to the moon. It was a long time ago. But, uh, you know, they did the space shuttle. They built the space station. They did that dot experiment, you know, that knocked the asteroid off course. Um, you know, they've, they've, they've sent those um, landers to Mars and learned a lot of stuff about, you know, what's going on up there. They've done a lot of cool stuff, but they've done a lot of, like, screwy stuff, too. And when I wrote this, um, you know, this is a reading from Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, On Sale Everywhere, a collection of stories by Mac Maloney, forward by Juan Juan, by the way. You bet. Uh, on Amazon and sales everywhere, uh, and stores everywhere. I remember when I, was, when I wrote this that basically it was a 
there were some people out there who had a theory that for a certain number of years, somebody, you know, aliens or whatever, just didn't want us earthlings um, leaving the planet. And um, I don't know, you know, it's just one of those many conspiracy theories, but just listen to this list and tell me if you think someone on the highest, you know, degree of, of that NASA has technology-wise, smarts-wise, brain-wise, you know, if these things sound like they um, actually happened or maybe something else is going on, who knows? But anyway, this is called failing in space. So in, launched in, in January 28, 1986, in sub-freezing temperatures, so Ronald Reagan could mention it in his State of the Union speech that night, the space shuttle blew up, the Challenger blew up 73 seconds into flight due to a faulty rocket seal that had been adversely affected by the cold weather. The accident killed all on board, including Krista McAuliffe, who was selected to be the first teacher in space. Now, when you think about that, that was basically a political decision to launch that thing, and that's why it, that's why it exploded. That's why it blew up. You know, I mean, it just seems to me someone should have had cooler heads and say, you know, we're not going to do this. They had below freezing temperatures the morning before in in Florida, and I realize that you know that doesn't happen very often, but still, someone should have talked them out of it. Let's go on. Apollo thirteen, in April nineteen seventy, an exposed wire and a malfunctioning fan cost half of Apollo 13's lunar vehicle to blow apart on its way to the moon. Fortunately, NASA controls were able to talk the three astronauts safely back to Earth. I mean, that was something where they replaced a screw three years before that thing ever took off, and, and the screw was supposed to be three inches long and it was actually two and a half inches long, and, and it started rattling around, and that's what caused the fan to short circuit and blow the half the thing up. I am not a big fan of Ron Howard, the director, but the best movie he ever did was Apollo 13. You know, we've seen that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Every time I see it, I think, are they going to make it or not? a problem. Yeah, really. Really, <laughs> really good movie. Uh, anyway, the Columbia accident. Now, unbeknownst to NASA, when the space shuttle Columbia was launched in January 16, 2003, a piece of insulating foam struck its wing. It did enough damage to cause the shuttle to burn up on reentry two weeks later, killing all on board. That, to me, is unbelievable. A piece of foam, a piece of foam is going to... Wrecked the wing enough to kill everyone on board two weeks later, and they didn't know it. Unbelievable. You know, I I think there's more to that story, it. you know. Uh, let's see. Now, here we get into the real kind of obscure stuff. The Genesis probe launched in August of 2001 on a mission to gather solar particles. Genesis, Genesis crashed in the Utah desert three years later after its improperly packed parachute failed to open on reentry. So this thing goes all the way. Out to out to the sun to grab particles on a screen, okay. And it was coming back, and they knew they had a lot of stuff. And because someone packed the parachute wrong, the thing crashed into the desert. Complete waste of time. Okay, here's a thing called the Space Based Infrared System, SBIRS, was already plagued by a ten billion dollar overrun. This thing cost over ten billion dollars before they even got it to the launch pad. Um, when the, it was the first of several highly classified spy satellites that lasted exactly seven seconds in space before going dead, okay? So this thing cost more than $10 billion over, so it was probably about $15 billion or so. They launch it, and it lasted exactly seven seconds in space, causing one defense official to label, label it a useless piece of ice. Now, here's the one that I don't believe. The Mars Polar Lander. Multi-million dollar NASA probe was lost in December of 1999 on its way to Mars after it was discovered that half the spacecraft had been built using standard English measurements and the other half using the metric system. <laughs> what? Okay. I, I, think wow. that's, I, th how, I think that's impossible. 
I think that uh, is because oh, they had two different types of scientists, Americans and those from England. And yeah, right. but how did the two halves fit? How did they not meet at some point and and be and be sharing data and everything? And no one noticed that one is just regular measurement and one is in metric. I, I, you know, it was two different spacecraft that was yeah you know, that were joined together and launched. But I don't, I can't believe that you wouldn't notice that mistake until it was like you know two thousand miles from Mars and it and it and they just lost touch with it. That that they might have used a left-handed wrench. So that that to me seems like a cover story. It really not and not a good one either. Um, it's okay. preposterous. Okay, this is George Bush's mission to Mars. Now, this is George Bush, uh, the kid, somehow believing it would be easier for astronauts to get to Mars by stopping on the moon first. In January 14, 2001, W proposed such a lunar layover and a $120 billion program that never got off the ground. Now, this book is a few years old. It has got off the ground. In fact, they're going to launch that Artemis rocket sometime this month, and that was actually the beginning of this um, – Space uh, uh, program that he started, and uh, they are going to. The, the whole idea of going to the moon is that it's easier to get to Mars from the moon than it is to get to Mars from Earth. You know, you, you can you can launch heavier loads from the moon because it has less gravity, stuff like that. It seems like a long way of doing it, but they're doing it. This is called the wire the wire satellite premature ejection. That's premature oh. ejection was determined to be the cause. Is that what they're calling it? Yes. Was That's what the kids call it. Yeah, hang on, hang on. Where's my thing? I gotta get a sweatshirt of that. And my doctor talked about it's that. This is a NASA program. Yeah. My yes. doctor is a scientist, you know, for NASA. Yes. And he was telling me about premature, right. you know, that premature ejection. Ejection. Yes. Right. Okay. And he was looking at me, and I didn't know why he said that. <laughs> That's gonna be future official Maloney's military X Files merchandise. They call you can find that on our website. <laughs> Premature well, ejection. Well, I, I remember in '69, the, the moon uh, landing. They they talked about translunar injection. Mm. Mm. That hurts. Mm. <laughs> anyway, premature ejection was determined to be the cause of the failure of NASA's 73 million dollar wide field infrared explorer satellite designed to study distant galaxies. The cover for the satellite's elongated space telescope ejected too soon after launch on November 10th, 1999, causing overheating. Rapid deflation, rendering it flaccid. Impotent. No, I put useless, but anyway. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. And now for this one, I don't know why, but this one's called the glory hole. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> NASA's, NASA's $424 million glory atmospheric research satellite was declared a total loss on March 4, 2011, after the nose cone on its Taurus booster failed to separate on launch. On February 4, 2009, NASA's $273 million orbiting carbon observatory was also deemed a failure when it suffered a nose cone mishap. Combined loss to taxpayers, U.S. taxpayers, $797 million. I, I, I just don't, I think it's- Give me a drop of the bucket. But I think it's odd that, and plus, these people work on these things for like, you know, five, 10 years. I just, and these are government contractors that are working on it. Is there any penalties for screw-ups like this? Yeah, should, well- that's a good yeah. question. There's penalties for overruns, but I, I don't know. You know, it's a good question. Uh, the penalty for this was that they called it a glory hole. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was the penalty. Right well, they didn't care about anything else. They said, <clears throat> who named this a glory hole? Glory holes are only associated with good things. That's okay. They're working on the full Beaver Moon project right now, <laughs> yeah. as we speak. Right. The same person, actually, that came up with the glory hole. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm starting to blush. Complimentary so I'm project. My, my still picture of it. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Okay, 
Wow. You know, my daughter Allison is uh, doing a gig with NASA as part of her PhD for artificial intelligence. Really? Yeah. They need some, yes. it sounds like. And she's working from home, too, in Portsmouth. Um, this yeah. Here's the last one. The second last one called the Space Hobo. Launched in uh, October 27, 2010, the Eurosat WB satellite was declared a total loss less than 24 hours late after its launch due to a catastrophic leak of its propulsion, propulsion system. Because ground controllers were unable to steer it, the satellite will spend the next 25 years drifting aimlessly in space. Um, and then the last one is called the Space Bree Disaster. France's only attempt to put a man on the moon ended in failure when its bullet-shaped space capsule failed to make a soft landing on the lunar surface. I thought Switch and, would get that. Switch, you know what the first science fiction movie ever was? Um, uh, based on Jules Verne, uh, yeah. the first uh, to the moon, the, yeah. uh, the one with the dancing girls and the uh, the bullet-like uh, spacecraft. Right. And it hits, it, it hits the moon in the eye. And it's it's made right a chase. Yeah. Oh, duh. Yeah. Weird. Wow. Grimacing look. Okay, not to dump on NASA, but it's it's funny because you know they are uh, a very political organization as well, and the whole idea was that you know way back when there were a lot of people who didn't want to spend the money on the space shuttle; they just wanted to spend the money to get back to the moon, and they decided to spend the money politically on the space shuttle because more contractors would be able to work on it, and there's more money and you know for more people, and that's why we never really you know we we. Left the moon in 1972, and I remember back then everyone thought, "Oh, this is just going to be a regular thing." And then for 50 years they didn't go. So now, but they're going back. They're going to sit and launch this Artemis, you know, rocket sometime in November. This thing is the hugest, the biggest man-made object ever made, ever produced, ever manufactured. It's going to be blast off to the moon. It's going to orbit the moon 60 miles above the surface, and it's going to go out like about a half a million miles towards Mars and come back. It's going to have robots on board. It's going to has all this really crazy stuff. Well, I'd love to work on something like that. See, NASA is, you know, they've done computer some... computer tech yeah. <laughs> on the ground even and just kind of like, what's going on here? It... Think of uh, the technology that's involved. Is this, a, is this a SpaceX project? No, no, this is a this... NASA. This is NASA. This is a NASA thing? Yeah. No uh, Elon Musk uh, participation no. at all? You don't want him in there. Up. Are you kidding me? I don't know. Yeah. I feel like this is too high stakes for me. Hmm? I, I would need to be like the person getting the people working on it coffee or like a glazed donut. <laughs> oh, glazed and donut. even that is too high stakes yeah. because I'd be like, well, I need my own coffee break. <laughs> From a but, you know, if, they, if they were to do a chest flight, I'd, I'd volunteer to be the monkey. You know, monkey? Mm-hmm. Okay. just check it out, see how it works. Okay. Right. I wouldn't have to flip any switches or anything. I just like chill. You don't know that. Yeah. Like they just send you up and you know, whatever yeah. happens, happens. Right. right. Yeah. What does the monkey think is going on? You know what I mean? What could they possibly yeah, well, think? I don't know. You know, those are so upsetting to me, especially when they sent the dog up, because I'm yes. like, this poor animal must be so stressed out, not Terrified. understanding anything. The dog. Like, I hate that they do that. And I'm glad that that's not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. But you read about it and it's like, why for one second did anyone think that was appropriate? <laughs> those are the Ruskies. They only oh, know, they awful. give them a shot or something. They, yeah, these these animals, they give them a shot in the bum, and they're the happiest thing in the <laughs> no, world. Bum. They have no idea where they are. The dog didn't make it back. So. The, the monkeys made it back, but the dog did not make it back. Yeah. <clears throat> I hope they gave the, the, the dog like maybe some government MK Ultra something. so that they had a real smooth trip. <laughs> yeah. Since that, they yeah. didn't come back, they deserved it. <laughs> um, I feel exactly the same way you know, when, I, when I think about that. When, um, when they were trying to develop a uh, ejection seat for um, some airplane in the 50s. For the Aston Martin. 
No, <laughs> right, for the ask for 007's car. It might have been for the B-58 bomber. I'm not sure. But what they did was they 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 uh, built a simulation of the um, of the airplane. They put it on these rails, like a high speed rail uh, mm-hmm. type thing, mm-hmm. and and they would put the and they would test the ejection seat from that. But they didn't want to put a human in there, so they put bears in them. They actually strapped <sighs> bears oh. into them, and oh. all the bears were killed. But um, they knew that oh, it would terrible. Yeah, that, that they would never be able to do that today. I can tell you that. But you know, they kept doing it until you know one not all the bears. You know, died, but until uh, one finally came down safely, and then they knew they had the right ejection seat. But just, just imagine Winnie the Pooh, you know, giving his life to science. Terrible. First country. Winnie the Pooh would show up in her little crop top, like I'm ready to, I'm ready for my paycheck. Mm. You know, and they would be like, "Well, you got to do this first. and she'd be like, "Okay." Huh. I heard Winnie the Pooh was a female. That's why I'm saying she, if anyone's confused. Mm, I, uh, I heard that really? was the case. I just, Winnie the Pooh does not have any sexual... Uh, really? One of those? No, no. He, no, he was a dude. It's androgynous? Is that what that he's means? He's a dude. Always, always androgynous. No, they so said both. Winnie could go either way. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Come on. <laughs> Don't read that. No, I think going either way is... It's just no wonder he went on a test flight that, that ended his life. Yeah. I know. I read that somewhere that okay. recently that he could go either way. Really? No. I'm going to yeah. bing the, I'm gonna bing it. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to Google anything tonight. I'm going to either bing it or Yahoo it. Yeah. Or I might even dogpile it. That that story is true. Alta Vista. Alta Vista was one of my favorite search engines. Yeah, that was about 40 years ago. The company I used to work for. Mm -hmm. When he took off in the rocket, he said Yahoo. 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 (laughs) So, wow. Hey, uh, I just think Winnie the Pooh is always just like a funny name. I've never read any of it. Just the title was enough to stop me. So, anyway. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh used to hang out with Paddington Bear. That was kind of a. A moment yeah, to remember. They, they no, it was Christopher Robin in the Three Acre Wood, man. Okay, we're going to take a commercial break now. I never, yeah. Well, good we job, Matt. Yeah, okay, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Report. <laughs> I'll, I'll put in some clapping for myself. Thank you very much. And uh, uh, so why don't we do this? Why don't we really calm down take a break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Military Axel Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang is here. So please stay tuned. My dad, he's a double amputee, and uh, he's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for a country and freedom. My dad is a hero. Home for our troops built this house, and my dad can get through the wide doorways. He can reach anything. Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. The tooth. You want the tooth. You can't handle the tooth. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Multitracks, our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. Let me quickly introduce you to the members of the Posse Girls. Wawan is here, famous Wawan. Hello, girls. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Switchy is here, girls, as well. Uh, great to be here. Okay. Also, uh, Security Chief Willie Club. Hi, Mac. <clears throat> yeah, fun time tonight. And our favorite good witch up there on Sideways New York, Raven, is with us. Raven. Hello, my friends. Thanks for having me. And joining us, we have a special guest in the studio. 
You left the trail of money walking yeah. in here. I don't know. No, I came in to grab the wastebasket <laughs> oh, to was, empty it. Oh, yeah. wait, hang on. Yeah. That is also <laughs> full of money. Okay. <laughs> but it's only 10s yeah. and 20s. Right. Is uh, Pete, our good friend he, Pete Falcone, the uh, owner of the Vows. He didn't win the Powerball then. Is that what no, no, not even close. Falcone Entertainment Empire. Pete, yeah. how are you doing? No, that's, doing that's just Pistol fine. Pistol Pete, right? Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete. So, um, um, we are um, part of uh, the station that we record from, uh, WXEX in Exeter, New Hampshire, is one of how many stations do you have now? Uh, we, we have five. Five, okay. Yeah. All right. Up the, uh, kind of up the New England coast, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in, in, here on the coast of New Hampshire, uh, mm -hmm. also in Maine, oh, well, Maine, uh, southern Maine, and then up in uh, Bangor, Maine. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. And um, what's, what is your, um, how many formats do you have? Uh, we've got like three different formats. Okay, but what's the be What's the one? The latest one is the the um, oldies. What is it? Sea Coast oldies. Yeah, that. Well, that's 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 kind of like uh, classic hits. Um, mm -hmm. Really centered in the seventies, with a little bit of the eighties on one side and the sixties on the other. Okay, it's not yacht rock though, is it? No. Is no, it? we do have a yacht rock show on the weekend. Oh, you do? Okay, yeah, yeah huh? Yeah, with the you know the bing, 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 the you know the yep. the bells and the whole nine yards. Yeah. And, 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 and really, yeah, yeah. you put those sound effects in there? Yeah, it's well, it's a show that's uh, that's already put together that comes to us and we we put it on. Okay, so let me guess who's on yacht rock: Eagles, Fleetwood Mac. Uh, ironically, uh, little Michael or McDonald. none of those. It's it's. Mm -hmm. um, it's everything from yeah, Michael McDonald a okay, lot. Yep, um, a lot. He's uh, everywhere. Chris, Christopher Cross. Sure. Yes. Um, uh, trying to think. Uh, Nicolette Larson. Oh, oh yeah. No. Okay. All right. Um, not, yeah. not the. Not you said no Yacht bands? Rock. Yacht Rock. Yeah. Yep. Yacht Rock is a band. Yeah, and for some reason there isn't. There may be occasional Eagles or occasional Fleetwood Mac, uh, but uh, hmm. it's it's more. Um, uh, what's uh, who does? Uh, come on, Juan. Who, who does? Uh, Yamo be there. That's uh, Michael McDonald's in that Mike song, Michael. isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Um, anyway. Anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> so, well, Billy Dan is part of that genre in some ways. And uh, we'll look him up. Uh, America. America. Yeah, America. Yeah. Yep. 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 Okay. Yep. Sister Golden Hair in my oh, mix of soft rock concert. cassettes. They were so good. Oh, my God. Amazing. Um, yeah. The guys in America are the guys who got Ronnie Wood from the Stones hooked on heroin. But that's another show. Look. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I know. Who knows, hey, right? Wow. Hey, that I could program a nice soft rock format for you that'd be really stretching the boundaries, but still be soft rock. Really? Yeah. Stupid rock. Soft and flaccid rock. Flaccid rock. Soft but yeah. tasteful. I but bet good. there'd be a couple of Rolling Stones ballads. Sure, there right? yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You mean like the cow seals? There you go. Um, I want to answer your question. And other things, councils, top of my list. A music question. So yeah. uh, we're in uh, late 2022, and um, Taylor Swift has this huge album out. Are oh you aware God. of it? Very much so, okay. yeah. Mm -hmm. She has, from this album, she has uh, the top 10 Billboard hits. Is something that uh, only the Beatles have done before, okay? The Beatles only had six top 10s, or the top six, I should say. At the six. same time? The, yeah, the Beatles did it. But with six songs, and Taylor Swift did it with ten. But you know what That's album? Insane. You know what album she is fighting for the top Billboard spot right now? I, I'm going to guess the Revolver the Revolver album. album. The yeah, because it got reissued. Right, the Beatles are outselling Taylor Swift. They they someone sent it to me. They they sent me um it's I don't know like nine different CDs. It's the that you know you can hear the Beatles talking in between the creation and stuff and. You know, I don't know how many times people will listen to it, but I think it's fascinating that so many years have gone by. Right. They broke up in 69, 70. Yeah. Okay? 
they are beating like the number one uh, entertainment person probably in the world right now, mm. right? She's up there. Yeah, yeah. No, they, they, it's amazing that they come across these old tapes and archives, mm-hmm. which you know, in the beginning, back when they were when they had hits, they didn't want to release that stuff. You right. Know, yeah, all, yeah, yeah. All yeah. it is is Paul coughing in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, now, <laughs> now today, <laughs> sound it's effects. John Lennon sound effects for Yellow Submarine. Now people paying three hundred bucks for it. You yeah, know? right. It's, exactly. it's merchandising. It is. But I, I mean, I, I justify uh, it in a way because you, you're getting the music around Beatles music. I think is is a positive thing. You right. know, and so. why not release that stuff? Right. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, why keep it you know locked up? Yeah. 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 Well, it's lucky they found the, all that stuff. Some of that stuff is not locked up and lost forever. They threw it away, uh, which the, is a shame. The BBC or in a fire or something. There used to be a show on the BBC. BBC I think it's called Top of the Pops, mm-hmm. and you yep. and you really made it if you got on there, right? right so the right. Beatles were on three or four times, and the last time the Beatles like played anything, you know, in the studio was for Top of the Pops, and they played Paperback Writer, which is a hard song to play. And some other, you know, and once they were over the BBC to save money, erased the tape so they <laughs> to, could use it to again. reuse it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, they sc- they scrubbed it, as oh, they no. say in the trade. Yeah. yeah. So like, who knew? So yeah. what's so in, in a year from now? What are we going to be listening to? Uh, on on what the uh, the classic hit station? Yeah. Oh, we're going to same classic hits. Do you ever yeah. raise the 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 um, the dates? You know, where you go into the nineties? up a little bit. No, no nineties right now. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, dedicated to a certain demographic and uh, mm-hmm. we try to stay within that so. so everyone here is in except raven of course wow right, interesting right, right. okay all right well, someday rave well pete thanks for my, stopping my okay. music is currently being played on the classic rock station where i live and i am a pearl jam pearl jam pearl jam nirvana wow. i've heard green day and I, I i need to call the cops i think really I need to call the police there was a uh there was a debate okay. at the gym today when a song came on and uh, somebody trying to tell the other guy oh that's three doors down you know no it's not yes it is no it's not really? they looked it up it was uh um uh what song was it third eye blind third eye blind well yeah. i could see yeah. why people <laughs> They don't even sound the same. I, I don't know, but uh, they, the name. I, 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 I was a little out of the, couldn't get into the discussion. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I knew the song. It was a great song, but mm-hmm. uh, well, I, I'm like, I can't help you. I saw this guy, uh, Aaron Carter, passed away. Yes. I had never heard of him. They had a triple platinum album 15 years ago or something, right? right, right? right. You know? yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of acts out there. You know, before there was a, almost like a confined number of acts, but now it's almost unlimited, right? People come and go. Uh, they do, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, like always music's does. a lot different. I mean, you know, but an example is the Taylor Swift album. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, huge. Yes, have you but, heard but, it? But that's because no, I haven't. I haven't but either. people have were starving for some decent new music mm-hmm. from her. Well, she came at the right time. Well, right? from anybody at that point. Yeah, you know I yeah. Mean? I mean, Barbara Streisand could have put out a new album. <laughs> and I think, you know, Barbara Streisand. Now I'm really okay. dating yeah. myself. Yeah, good voice. I think Joni Mitchell is putting out some new stuff yeah. I know for her 80th birthday. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Are you serious? Wow. wow. Joni Mitchell. Just had a yeah. birthday. She's 79. 79. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She has a very very weird. Psychological disease. <laughs> this is probably not the time. To, but she has, uh, you know what the uh, stigmata is in Christianity, where yeah. people will actually get the wounds of Christ on their hand just by thinking of it. Yeah. You know? She has uh, little mushrooms grow out of her skin. Um, uh, grow out of her skin simply because she is so obsessed with it. Really? It's a very rare disease, yeah. And I'm just giving you the, 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 the you know, the, the first sentence of the long description. It's very, very strange. And maybe a hundred people have it at one time yeah. or whatever. Weird. Uh, but they show little little mushrooms growing out of her skin simply because she's concentrating on it. She's thinking it. Thinking it, not wanting to think it, but this the, the, whatever the uh, 
certain problems she has with her head causes little mushrooms to oh, grow out of God. her skin. Yeah. I guess that's what I it's what I should have done with the Powerball. If I'd really concentrated, <laughs> really, on, yeah, yeah, you'd won. be uh, you'd be even richer. Wow. <laughs> wow. I bet you can't manifest a Three Musketeers or something. Yeah, right. Okay. Switching. <laughs> Stuck back in Halloween. Well, hey, listen, Pete, thanks for joining us again. My pleasure. We're going to give you a hand, and we're going to sweeten it up. Thank you very much. And post. All right. Thank you for letting us uh, come in here every week, we should say, and not quite wrecking the place. Totally, but, totally our pleasure. Uh, taking <laughs> taking totally. care of the ghosts for at least Tuesday well, night. it's an excuse to have the lights on, and then people don't, you know. That's true. Wonder what goes on in that building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't want that. Right. So, thank you, Pete. Okay, we appreciate thank it. thank you. Thank you. And we're going to take a quick break now. We'll be right back right, Pete. after Pete. this. Bye. Bye, guys. It's early medieval Europe. Norse marauders are pouring down from the north. Steppe riders threaten from the east, and Moorish raiders are surging up from the south. Now, as the Vikings plan an invasion of Ireland, the country's aging king must somehow protect his nation. But who is up to the task? Nordic sagas tell us an obscure and unlikely hero arises to save his people. Wolf of Clontarf leaps into history as a nightmare to the Norse and avenger for the Celts. It's Vikings meets Braveheart as this legendary Irish warrior, some medieval special operations forces, and a young woman spy help the Irish king defeat the Viking invaders. It's a tale spanning 15 years and leading up to the most decisive battle of the Middle Ages. That's Wolf of Clontarf, a new novel from Thomas J. Howley, now on Amazon. Tracks on our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Macaroni. What a show we have for you tonight. Let me introduce you to the members of the gang, girls. Famous Wamo is here. Morning. Hello, girls. Hello, Mac. Over there across Good the puddle. Good show so far. I'm fun. How long have you um, lived across the puddle now? I'm going to say six months. Almost six months. Six months, huh? Wow. About, I'm about two weeks shy of six months. Really? You miss yeah. us or what? Are you having too much fun over there? You don't care about us, right? I'm having a lot of fun, but I'm, I'm missing a lot of it, too. I'm missing... Uh, I still call it back home, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like Eileen and I uh, kick each other every time we say back home because mm-hmm. we sold our home. But back home, <laughs> yes, back home. I sold my car, my home, mm-hmm. my job. What, what memories like uh, getting kicked out of the thirsty some moves? of our stuff? Okay. Uh, so, so no, you, so, <laughs> you guys are always talking about the old country then. <laughs> yeah, right. As if, yeah, we're from, we went from New Hampshire to Old Hampshire. Yeah, in a covered the county wagon. we live in is Hampshire. Listen, uh, no, uh, no. Um, What's his name? Coco tonight. He's also saving the Hawaiian Islands, it turns out. But <laughs> our <guy>. national correspondent, <laughs> Switchblade Steve Woodis here, Switchy. It's great to be here tonight. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he had, uh, oh, he made his own breakfast this morning. Yeah. Kind of a disappointment there, Switch. We were thinking for something better, but that's okay. We were. Uh, well, and, you know, that, uh, that upsets me a bit, Mac. Next time I'm just going to have a yeah. couple of energy bars. Oh, wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Take that. Wow. Or maybe, or maybe sure frosted flakes without milk. Wow. Huh? Right out of the box. <laughs> what a lot of anger in switch. A lot of hidden anger. Anyway, uh, security. Good thing you said. Uh, security chief Willie Club is also with us. Let me see. Hi, Mac. 
Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. Okay. Hello, Club. Are you eating candy? Hello, Are you eating candy during the uh, broadcast there, Club? No, I'm waiting after because I'll need that extra boost. That extra boost just to get over the, the excitement. Sugar, I understand. <laughs> also with us is our favorite good witch up in the sideways, Nyag Raven is with us. Raven. Hello, my friends. Thank you for having me. This is the fourth week in a row with the hat, you know. We had That's the, winter hat season. Well, here, we, had the, we had the bun count. We got to have the hat count. Okay. Everything okay with you? you I don't know what the final bun count was, so You're, good luck with that. It was 16, as it turns out. Are, are you still <laughs> drinking that disgusting beer that you were drinking earlier in the night? So I only had two of, of my really delicious um, Arctic Chill seltzers. Yes. And, and there's zero sugar, which is why I bought them. Oh, nice. And okay. So if anyone's looking for that, they're really, really good. What's the 20% alcohol. 20%? Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish. God. <laughs> it is 5%. 5%. That's okay. That's all yeah, right. So it's been like, good. and it doesn't it doesn't hurt your tummy the next day, yeah. which is the issue that I have a lot of the time. So that's why I was drinking that. <laughs> we all do, believe me. Well, no, 20% would be Canadian beer, right? Oh, now see. Man, no, there, are some, now, they, I, there are some. I've heard they have a better kick there. If you want a little more, the... little more boost in your beer. Yeah. <laughs> Unibrew. Unibrew. It's so clever, Switchy, because we have uh, two good friends from Canada on with us right now, Sarah and Kim Shea. Let's give them a round of applause up front and maybe one at the end, too. But at least we have it coming. How are you tonight, nice to kids? Here. Nice to see everyone again. Sarah and Thanks Kim. Nice to see you, too. Yes. I'm just so glad that Sarah's on. Mm-hmm. Yes, right, right. We, you know, last time we tried it and she wasn't on, we said, well, what's the point there, right? So now we're there. Yeah, that was tough. <laughs> I missed her totally, Mac. I was like, wow. Now you're up in. I'm really. Go ahead, please. Sorry? No, go no ahead. I was just going to say, I'm really happy that we figured this technology part yes, out. Yes, I know. Thanks to Juan Juan across the puddle. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, yes. Thank you. Thank good, you, Juan Juan. I'm glad it's working out. Gold star in heaven for you, Juan yeah. Juan. So now you're in Edmonton, Canada. Tell us, where is that exactly? Oh. Right above now. the United States. Right now, it's in the middle of this white, cold, and dark area. Oh, really? <laughs> it's actually in the pretty much central Alberta, okay. and Alberta is directly north of Montana. Yeah. Oh, okay. Exactly. All right, west. So you're out west. Kind of, yeah, west. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I know about Edmonton is the Oilers. I'm sorry. And it's a big, nice no, town. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's understandable. Yeah. And the big mall. A lot of people know West Edmonton Mall. And the big mall. Yeah. Okay. And so yeah. is it snowed up there? Is it snowing up there yet? Oh yeah, yeah. Really? It's just just snowing. Quit. Yeah, it just quit. We've got what about a foot on the ground now? Probably oh about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's about, wow. I don't know what it yeah. would be in, in Fahrenheit, but it's what minus twenty. Yeah, about there, yeah. around there. Well, is that normal? Twenty already. You yeah. guys have been centigrade. Yeah, Pardon me? I get it right. Is that normal for this time of the year? Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, November is really cold here. Mm-hmm. So is December. And then it kind of starts warming up kind of. I don't know. It seems to have more translated into a fall winter. Yep. Kind of here too. So you guys you, have been in a heat wave. Yeah, we had like 80 degree temperatures last weekend, which is really strange. Yeah, yeah really strange. I'm, I'm really glad terrible. I'm in West by God, Virginia. There you go. Yeah, what's a, what do, what's, the, what's the temperature the colors, down there now that we're talking? It got, got a little cooler today. It was kind of in the 60s, okay. but uh, we've had uh, kind of a warm spell here. So, Kim, do you, uh, sure nice. do you shovel all that snow, Kim? Do you have like a big tractor or something? Oh. Uh, yeah, oh, so. yeah, I've been shoveling. It's all we've been doing is shoveling. <laughs> we have snowblowers. I mean, snowblower, I meant it gets to say. Really, you know, if there's like two or three feet on the ground, we'll yes. just get the snowblower out. But a lot of it's done by hand. I, it's I, nice to be tough. It's fun. It's a, good, it's a good pastime. Oh, but shoveling? You know, it keeps one busy. <laughs> really? Keeps your hands busy. Keeps you out of trouble. I, yeah. <laughs> I lived for a long time up in upstate New York, which isn't quite Edmonton, Canada, but, and Raven knows this as well. 
I'll tell you, man, it will just get cold and snow a little bit every day. And the next thing you know, there's like, you know, four or five feet of snow on the ground. It's it's crazy. It's like, getting well, a, like getting a thunderstorm in the summer, you get like a snowstorm yeah. every afternoon. Yeah. It just, it sneaks up on you wow. here. Yeah. And we, you guys we get do. more snow than us. Yeah. Like for sure. This will be the end of the snow for us. We'll go dry now. Mm-hmm. Do you really? Like yeah, yeah we'll get snow probably starting in December-ish. And then that'll last until... Probably April. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's wow. amazing. I, I, I find some of the places in the world that get snow, like, I mean, we don't get that much. It just dries up here and turns into a desert. Is that That's right? Yeah. But, but winter. <laughs> yeah. 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 Wow. We, I, I never knew that. I just figured that it snowed, you know, the whole winter, but no. Hmm. No, it, no, we don't get all that much snow, not compared to you guys down east, because you're around those big bodies of water, right? So there's more humidity, I think. Holy Christ. Overall. I thought but they were, here it's quite dry. I thought the least we were doing was getting less snow than the Canadians, but I guess not. We get more snow than Canada. How weird is that? Yeah, in some parts. Yeah, you know? yeah it's funny because I know like in Denver, Denver will get snow a month before we get anything. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Colorado up. just gets nailed. It's like, okay, yeah, but they're very high, mile high. And also, yeah, they're, they're high in many, for many reasons out high. there. You know, they're going to pick a legalized, they're going to legalize mushrooms out there. Mushrooms. Oh, Is that oh, really a good knows. idea? <laughs> you know? What about British Columbia around all year round? Do they get a lot yeah, of snow? Yeah, British Columbia or? gets more snow for sure because they're on the, the West Coast there. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, and that's where the better skiing is. All I know is it's all the science fiction TV shows, they look like Canada. And I suspect they're actually filming in, uh, in British <laughs> yeah, Columbia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 X-Files. The X-Files. X-Files. X-Files is all yeah. shot. Not, a lot of filming in Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. Yeah, there's yeah. lots of filming yes. in Toronto as well, yeah. Um, yeah. Toronto is the third largest city in the Northeast. Think about that for a second. Really? So it has to be wow. New York, uh, yeah. Philly maybe, or Chicago. In Toronto, maybe, but um, also uh, Toronto is south of Detroit, correct? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, that's right. Toronto is south of Detroit. So in that journey song, when they go, you know, the kid yeah. was from South Detroit. They met Toronto. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, anyway, my mind just like that's fell cruel. apart, like crumbled yeah. because I'm I can't even about the figure song. that out. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, it's that. Big. I'm going to do some googling later. <laughs> it's that stuff you're drinking. Oh, geography. So anyway, <laughs> okay, where are we? Uh, so, so uh, Kim sends me uh, and has for a long time. I'll uh, open up my email and they'll be like, "Look at this YouTube," and it's the weirdest stuff, man. It's the weirdest stuff in such a cool way. So I said, "Well, we have to bring this on the show." So, so what we have is um, you have tonight four very strange YouTubes. You can tell us about each individual story, and then we're going to post um, in a, in the description of the show. When the show goes up next week, we will uh, post the um, the links so you can, um, as you're listening to the show, click on to the link. So what's the first um, story, guys? The first story I have is about a cave researcher who, uh, at least he claims he's a cave researcher. He, you know, the way he kind of carries on with his language, it seems like he kind of knows what he's doing. He talks about some of the... Uh, morphology in the rock and he's continuing down this cave and he's starts picking up some very strange sounds that are mm-hmm. coming through the audio and you have to watch it and turn the audio up yep and just kind of listen to what you hear because i think you know i know sarah was listening to it a couple of times and i mean we've discussed it but it 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 it, totally to me it sounds like somebody's whispering in his ear which is really creepy but so now he could be the wind i mean he has a uh, a gopro camera or something on his head and i can see him like a miner walking through this cave deep cave type thing yeah yeah he's got some kind of sophisticated like 
um, camera equipment. I think beyond a GoPro. Okay. Yeah. Something that's fairly decent. It's got yep. fairly good lighting. Yep. Yep. Um, it's not in the realm of like being fisheye lens. Yeah. So it's got fairly good depth to it. And he's deep into uh, the, he's deep into the earth. He's in a cave that's, uh, I, I should say it's, he's in a, he's in a mine. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's in a, and he's in a place that has been explored by humans before. It's been mined out yep. for some kind of a mineral or something that yep. it appears, but he doesn't get into it too far in the video where you start to come across some of these noises that he starts hearing. And you can hear and them. You can he hear just kind of gets creeped out. So, he just so kind of what is it? What do you think out. it is? What does it sound like? It sounds like whispering. Like it someone? sounds like, but it's almost inaudible. Like it's you can't pick out any words, but it definitely sounds like somebody whispering. Oh man, creepy baby. Yeah, huh? And what's yeah. what I find interesting though, and I wish that he could have gone back and explored this more was um I, I was curious as to whether or not, because he seems to be walking forward and then you hear the whispering and then he says at one point it stops and then he, he takes a couple more steps forward mm-hmm. and he can hear it again. And I'm, I wanted to know, like, is that the case that, or was it just a time thing? Like it started and stopped or is it, you have to be in this particular area to yes. hear it? Yeah. Interesting. Wow. All like the first thing I thought of is, you know, if it was a mine, there might've been miners who died there, you know, go so on and so forth. So it's still mm-hmm. creepy. Creepy. So, okay. I also next. thought that maybe okay. if it's accessible to him, then it could also be accessible to, you know, people living rough on the, you know, on the land. And they maybe they're in there and they're playing a joke on them or they're trying to frighten them <laughs> out, you know, because they live there. Mm. I, mean, I don't know. Mission accomplished. What was, the, what was the location? That's difficult to know on one. Like, okay. I think in the video, it doesn't really give you any details about where it actually is. Oh. Um, the guy's accent it sounds like he's probably in the USA for sure, but yeah, be, mm, might be Cambridge. I'm not sure. Okay, uh, could be Cambridge there on one one. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, <laughs> the, the gold mine. Yeah, there's so many. Uh, he's in the Harvard Square Tunnel. <laughs> trying to get out. The lights are out. They're working on the lights and everything's out. It's dark. Right, really. Sounds like creepy. Shades uh, of the Shaber mystery. Yeah, uh, there's okay. some very strange tales of underground stuff, and I mean, yeah, yeah. Know, yes, who knows? It makes me think of a bird, I guess, and some of the stories that uh, came from him mm-hmm. regarding, uh, you know, Middle Earth kind of ideas. Right, right, yeah, um, yep. they're out there for sure, but I'm not sure. Okay, number two. Number two. Number two was. Um, Oh, this, well, this is the case of lost cameras. Okay. Oh, this is cool. I find a very, some of these are kind of creepy where they find this camera and recover the artifacts inside them to divulge what the last images of it were. And this one was a a camera that was found in the catacombs in Paris. Mm. And it appears that the guy was exploring and then got lost and succumb to kind of a maniac or manic kind of excitement and drop the camera and you can hear him kind of run off and that's the end of it. And it's <laughs> according to the this source is that they never did find the guy, but you know, who is the guy? So, so he's <laughs> who's in... attached to that camera. I have no idea. They don't say a name, so yep. it's really difficult to understand if he actually is a missing person or just, you know, or whatever. But in the, in the video, they're trying to assume that mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. he went missing and was never found in the catacombs of Paris. But hmm. yeah, it's just kind of a very creepy video though of. Is it a, um, <laughs> is, he's, is, is this also a video camera that he dropped? It appears to be yeah. Mac. It's like, um, it's got to, he's dropped it in the water. So it's got to uh-huh. be a fairly decent camera. I mean, because it doesn't really succumb to the water effects. And do they know how so long ago he dropped it? 
I think the original one, the original video might have come out about a dozen to 10 years ago. Mm, wow. Might have been when the first, like I think when I, but it's kind of been rehashed a few times, this, yeah. this camera. But I'm not sure. Like there wasn't what, a timestamp on the video or anything like no. that when it was playing. So no. when, why do you so we don't know was exactly on the video. when it was recorded? Sorry. Mm-hmm. So the video is just um, this guy who's exploring the catacombs underneath Paris. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and he right? just freaks yeah. out. And, yep. Yeah. And That's then he's, right. and I mean it's very creepy because it's he just uh, gets again lost. it's a yeah and it's a very he's... enclosed area and mm. it's very old and there's lots of skeletons around oh. um mm. right because that's what the catacombs were used yeah, for yes. was to put their dead bodies down there so and the other thing is is that i mean i'm not good with enclosed spaces and i don't think most people are no, no. so it already primes you and you're in a creepy area it's dark and i think that once he realized i think he, he gets lost well, he was and he starts panicking yeah he was following arrows on the ground mm. the direction to go but all it did was get him absolutely confused and lost mm. and they, they say he was like about 280 feet below ground I'm like what 30 stories below yeah, ground. Yeah. Like football field smokes, they, wow that's creepy never deep. found the guy never they'll find his skeleton someday it'll be weird well, yeah. see, this is the thing is that they, they try and imply that this guy was lost, but we don't know. We just really dropped his camera. Yeah, yeah, so if true. I'm going to be completely skeptical, I mean, he could have maybe found his way out and said, I'm not going back in there for that camera yeah, because right. I'll get lost again or it's not worth it. Not worth so it. we really don't know what happened but to him. I think the lighting, you know, his lighting was part of the camera. It seemed like when he took off, you hear his footsteps, but you don't see any lights that he's taken with him. Like there's no light. Hmm. Following the the only light is around oh, the camera. Yeah. Oh, I see. So yeah. he dropped his only light source. Maybe well, when he dropped like the it, camera yeah. too. So yeah, yeah maybe yeah. you're right. Maybe they Still will creepy. come across his body rotting with the rest of them one day. <laughs> you know, here's the thing, though. <laughs> Think about it for a second. If let's let's say it was a gag. Okay, I mean okay. the guy still had to go down there drop his camera in the water and wait 10 yeah. years for the joke yeah. to, for the punchline. Well, and I mean, why would you, if it was a decent camera, why would you just you drop don't? it as part of a gag? Like that's kind of an expensive gag. Wow. That's crazy, man. Okay. Next yeah. one. But, yeah. well, wasn't that about the time that club disappeared and changed his identity? There you go. Uh, you found me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they found him. <laughs> uh, next. Please. We have something there. I think. Hold next. it. <laughs> Story number three. All right. Number okay, three. Number three is a, is a really, just a short one. It's actually a underwater um, submersible that catches a, a critter, a sea critter. Um, I, w- I wanted to put it together with that bloop. The bloop. I don't know if anybody's ever heard oh, yeah. the big bloop. The bloop. It was a noise that was recorded off Antarctica. They, Years it's ago. been debated for quite a while, but what the noise might have been. A lot of, I think, scientists kind of came to the idea that it was probably ice moving but i think mm-hmm. it, it's been discounted and that noise has never really been understood where it came from and it was a huge noise so basically what it is is that the the u.s navy and uh, uh the oceanographic um anoa but mostly the u.s navy has the bottom of the surfaces of most of the oceans microphone right yeah. so mm-hmm. they can hear the russian submarines and so on and right. people are listening to this stuff all the time and over the past Let's say twenty years or so. They've heard, you know, they they know what a Russian submarine sounds like. They know what a whale sounds like. They know what a pod of porpoises sound like, et cetera, et cetera. Cruise ships and stuff. Yeah. They've come upon four or five times where they don't know what it was, and one of them was this thing called the bloop, and it was down off of kind of near Australia, Antarctica, down in that part of I think lower Pacific, I think, and it was just this huge, huge, and you can hear it. You can go online and hear it, and it's just it in itself is strange and. They said, you know, we don't know what this is. People, 
uh, speculated it might be some kind of undersea creature that we don't know about. And then people, you know, had to take the fun out of it and said, you know, it was just, they think, ice uh, crashing yeah. against each other. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there's a video there at the beginning just to show you the critter that maybe it came from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I, I find that video very interesting because um, I think that, like they're saying, we've only explored something like 10% of the ocean. Yeah, if right? that, and yep. they, if you, these deep water submersibles um, and these cameras are always coming across these really strange things that they cannot identify. Mm-hmm. And in the video, this one looks like uh, the face of a giant crab. Like I don't really see the legs or anything, but if you just look at this creature... The other thing is, mm. is it's um, there's nothing there for context for size. It looks quite large, mm-hmm. but I really can't tell. But I mean, I would totally believe that there are creatures down there that we don't know about, and who knows, maybe they are the source of some of these mysterious sounds as right. well. There's, well, you um, know, there was a TV series on uh, a documentary not too long ago where this guy was going down uh, to the deepest part of every ocean in one of these mm. deep submersibles, mm-hmm. and they caught some biz- really bizarre creatures that yeah. have never been documented before so that's very possible yeah. um, it is for sure absolutely they, a domain that we don't really get to see very much of there's been like i laugh at some of that uh the uh, was it google earth or whatever they always trying to say yes. that they can see down in the ocean and it's like well if they can where's that airplane they've been looking for it for how long now <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah the md yeah that's right they never found out what, what went wrong with that that's very strange you know we had well, yeah, it. there you go. So there's a whole airplane that's absolutely huge that we can't even find. So who knows what's lurking down there? <laughs> yeah. You know, the uh, the theory, I remember we were doing the show on uh, uh, with uh, with Race down in, uh, you know, KGRA years ago when that yeah. happened. And, you know, we brought up, and this is in Coco used to be on the show, and we brought up this idea that maybe someone hacked into the controls of that airplane and, and made a crash into the ocean, you know, because it did some really bizarre stuff that they saw on radar before it finally disappeared, you know, did stuff absolutely that yeah, no pilot would point. do, but someone's screwing around maybe. And then, you know, yeah. we talked about that for a while, and, and you think, if that was true, if they found out that people could hack into the controls of, an, of an, you know, the, that's mostly on autopilot of an airliner and take it over, you, no one would fly. Who would get in an airplane? Oh, yeah. It would devastate. Absolutely you know? scary. You know? so <laughs> Refresh my memory, Mac. What was the origin of that plane? What was it? Taiwanese or something? Yeah, it took off from it? Indonesia, okay? Okay. Right. I had uh, 50 top uh, red Chinese scientists on it, by the way, mm. okay, coming back. Sure, yeah. That's uh, right. Some yeah. kind of a uh, <laughs> conference. I took off, everything was cool, and then about an hour up, it was supposed to just go past Indonesia and up, you know, into China, you know, over Vietnam and into China. It it took a left. It started diving. It started doing circles and so on, just like as if, uh, you know, no pilot was at the controls, but it was still flying, and then it just went out, out of the Indian Ocean and disappeared. Now, the strange thing, too, is for the same reason that the we know about the bloop, you know, the U.S. Navy has the Indian Ocean microphone okay for sound um so they must have known approximately where it went in because they did they didn't look for it they looked for it for a long time they spent a lot of money and time in the navies and the the works but they never found the freaking thing and never ever came to any kind of an explanation what the hell happened just boom gone here today didn't find any bodies or anything nothing nothing that's Very bizarre. Yeah, strange. Yeah. You know. So. I also found it strange that nothing ever um, washed up on shore. Right, I think right. there were pieces that they thought might have belonged to it, but yeah, were never, never positively no. identified. So uh, it makes me think no. of that that when it did go in, it went in. It didn't smash on the surface of the ocean. It went in and went straight down. Yeah, something. So you know, I don't know. Very strange. Nose down. I, I mean, the fact that and they don't make a big deal out of it, but there were you know fifty top Chinese scientists on board. Fifty of them. You know, all of a sudden, not yeah. there anymore. So, yeah. 
Very strange. <laughs> anyway, uh, so story number four. Story number four is a um, an explorer that is checking out a abandoned church. Uh, it's all chained up. It's like it looks like you can't really get into it. And then all of a sudden, he's inside the church. He doesn't really show you how he gets in, but all of a sudden, he's in the church. So he's kind of exploring this church. He's got some light, and he's kind of walking around, and he's having a little bit of a moment in it because he's hearing noises. And I think most of the noises, though, really, uh, you can kind of uh, discern that they're basically... They're pigeons. Yeah, they're pigeons. pigeons and whatever bats. Possibly me. Yeah, or cat maybe. But, you know, it's all pretty natural noises as he wanders through this church. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gets to the altar area and he's just kind of yakking about uh, christenings. And uh, I, I believe it's a Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Oh, it doesn't matter. I mean, but he's basically there and he, the light, his camera... Um, is pointing in the same direction as light. So as he's scanning through the room, he scans one way, I think, and then he scans back to where the camera was just pointed. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden he's looking over these pews and all of a sudden there is um, a woman with like a headscarf on and she's sitting in one of those pews and she was not there before. And I think if you look carefully, you can actually, she's kind of um, see-through. Well, Mm. And again, I, I have and, to yeah. say the the act, the reaction of the mm-hmm. gentleman that's doing it mm-hmm. is just enough to, I mean, besides what he even sees, just his reaction, Mac, is so genuine yeah, and yeah, so yeah. creepy. Yeah. And he just loses it. Now, he could have been seen a spider. Maybe he was scared of a spider. I don't know. Spider. Somebody sure. CGI'd in this picture, but... No, it's a, it's a, it's a good one. Take a lot of uh, to watch this one and just, time I think effort. I've watched it several times and it's like, the woman is definitely a 3D, mm-hmm. like it's not like CGI kind of. It's like it's somebody sitting there, but it's just What's so creepy, unreal looking. What does he do? Does he flee quickly? Oh, oh yeah, his reaction is really what Let's what did go. it for me. Is is that he's either a really good actor or like he really is terrified. Like it, that's what. Anyway, he he just goes running. Like he just takes his camera and just bolts out of there screaming the entire <laughs> yeah, time girl. He's, he yeah he's really terrified wow wow it would have been kind of interesting he could have just held it together and just tried to analyze yeah what yeah scene i mean really. yeah but no. if that was <laughs> the case for what he was looking at but you like get out of the way i'm getting out of here yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah but, i mean leave it to someone else now was this one of those videos where people are like random on nautica and he's in the church because no, no okay no. so he's there just because he decided to explore yeah, it it wasn't yeah. like okay yeah mm. one of yeah well, I was asking Raven about Randonautica if she'd ever seen. What is that? Tell us. Those. What's that mean? Randonautica. That, yeah. um It's like a. It's a website for people who want to do exploring, and they it randomly generates, I think, GPS coordinates. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Mm-hmm. And you go to those coordinates and you document what you see. And okay, yeah. I know what that is. I I know it by a different name. That's okay. why it didn't click with me. Okay. But there's but a I've number of sites. That. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, uh, yeah, that's how those teenagers found that body. That one, yeah, body. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, all right. So yeah, what's it called really? again, Raven? Random uh, the one that I know was, um, oh, God, what was it? Yeah, it's got a weird name. It has a, yeah, it's the I apologize. I'll have to look okay. it up, but Kim, it's, what did it's, you call it? Yeah, random, not random, not 
spots. Mm. So they give you Man. GPS coordinates and you go to that spot, just a random yeah. spot. I've never done it myself, but oh. I think that's how it works. Like they give you, they, it's like, they give you, you a random like location. Like your yeah. location and then like however many miles surrounding that you okay. want to okay. go. Yep. Um, yeah. And it's going to yeah. basically like give you some random coordinates based on that information that you put in. Yes. And then you can, if you want to go there, you <clears> can. Okay. Right. So when and you just go there, explore. what happens? Is you there know, anything there? Is there a Hershey bar for you? Or is there a candy bar or anything there for you? Or is it just, I've, I've <laughs> well, uh, one Mac, guy I guess found... you got to go and find out. Man, that's a, There's yeah, been really some screwy. really oh, weird things really, that people like, have been sent know. to. And like, yeah. And they found that, someone found that a sounds like the beginning of a horror movie, yeah, you know? Yeah. 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 There's some guy named, named Lenny that lives in the cabin and he has a limp and an eye patch. And yeah. <laughs> nice to see you guys. And a GPS. Yeah. <laughs> they can find out he's like... got a whole bunch of friends in the basement that he buried. Yeah. <laughs> Captive audience. Yeah. Cool. So listen. Yeah, Randonautica is an app that you can get. Randonautica. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, wow, that's Randon. neat. Man. I've not heard that's of that. That's it. Randa, Rando Nautica. Random Nautica. Maybe Rando I should do that. I should be where the coordinates are, you know, and kind of dress up. And you show up and switch people out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe there might be a little bit of that in it. Who knows? I don't know. Some very oh. strange videos from it. <laughs> With my luck, it would send me to like the middle of a busy intersection or something. <laughs> <laughs> my luck well, would send me to like a strip bar The strange, the documents all the strange disappearances. That might That might go along with that. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's your movie. There's your movie right there. You send people on this thing and then they never come back. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's Full. a good movie. That, that would be a great movie. Oh, it would be. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And the thing, like, with, um, like, how you're talking about, like, is, is that last video, like, real or fake? The one thing I always look at when I'm watching those types of videos is, like, how quickly is, like, the camera moving? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, if it's moving so yeah. fast, editing something in is going to be near impossible. Uh -huh. And yeah. if, yeah. if you Good are point. able to edit something in, it's not going to look natural, Right. Yes. Yes. which yeah. I know yeah. like what you're looking yeah. at is probably not going to be natural anyways, but you can always tell. And especially like you said, the person's reaction uh -huh. is about 80% of what I yeah. look at when I watch yeah. these things. Like when mm -hmm. I was watching the tunnel one and the reason I stopped watching it was because it was just, it felt so close and, and claustrophobic. Right. So I was like, all right, I'm going to stop now. But what I watched, well, I, I think I almost watched all of it anyways, but what I yeah, watched number was, two, like, I, I mean, two, editing watch stuff whole, into those is, yeah. is going to be almost impossible. I, I don't know mm -hmm. how you would do it. Mm. Yeah, right. It would take See, so much that's time. That's a really good point. And I wish I knew more about that because um, potentially you could look at anything that people put on YouTube and go, ah, it's a hoax, right? Mm -hmm. But sure. if you knew, yeah, certain things are easier to edit than others, then it would help you to try and discern which are more likely to be, you know, true, I guess. Or, you know, I just don't know enough about how that's done. Mm -hmm. I just uh, all those yeah. underground ones are just strange. Yeah, yeah, I really. Hope that they're all phony. <laughs> the underground. <laughs> I mean, what are, what are we pregnant. seeing down there? I mean, honestly, yeah. lizards and weird stuff that. So, oh yeah, lizards. What the heck? I don't down. think anybody really enjoys being underground. <laughs> so when you even see that, it just automatically primes you. Right. You know? I think the first videos I ever saw, Mac, mm -hmm. that really creeped me out was a guy walking down the street in L.A., and he stops and he's looking at a grate. On the ground, and all of a sudden, there's these dudes looking at him, these lizard guys, like staring yeah, at him. Great, great on oh. the street, and it's like it is LA, it is Los Angeles, so anything oh, can happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Florida could have been an alligator or something, right? right. Oh, no, reptilians, yeah. we know about them. They're out. If it was Florida, you know, it would just be a regular person. Hey, listen, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> a been few there. years ago, on Coast to Coast AM, when Art Bell was still doing it, he had a uh, 
a lady on. I think I, I think she was a friend, but she was a spelunker. And mm-hmm. they were somewhere oh. down in a cavern, pitch yep. dark. And they heard something moving around. And the there was like this sort of dust on the ground. And so they found these footprints. They were like mm-hmm. they were like lizard footprints. Mm-hmm. And not, not terribly huge, but they were looked like they were bipedal. Go ahead. Now they never oh. actually saw anything, but you know, it, that might even be creepier than not seeing it. Wow. Thinking oh. about uh, uh, bipedal yeah. lizards that are two or three feet tall. N- no thanks. Yeah, right. I, I yeah. Think, uh, what am yeah. I doing here? It's that, like that. the um oh, what's the thing from Midnight Meat Train? And it's like the New York City subway system. And at the end of it, there's like the the people that live underground yes. can't think of their names, but they had like a specific name for that. Uh, oh, you mean that, the cannibalistic uh, underground uh, human uh, humanoids? Oh. Chud. Chuds. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay. That's it. Yep. Well, That's it. Wow. You know, another good one, another good film that was based on a short story by Donald Wolheim was called Mimic. And it was about these creatures that mm-hmm. yeah. looked like insects, but they had, you know, the way certain insects have uh, uh, different markings to disguise them to look like something else. Mm. Well, these things looked human if you didn't look at them too closely. But it was right. very well done. Good special effects. And uh, yeah. they uh, they expanded the short story, but uh, very, very creepy mm. and uh, makes you not want to go on any subway ever, <laughs> uh, ever, anytime. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that movie. Well, yeah. I forgot about that movie, actually. That's a good movie. So let me ask you this, Kim. Let me ask you to solve one more mystery. How you're a big lug like me. How did you get such a attractive wife? <laughs> Somebody, there's God over there. I tell you, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> this, this lady grounds me and gives me my reality that I need to have. Otherwise, my anchor. She is my anchor. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay. Of, well, I feel just as equally lucky. You love anchor. This is the man this morning. I forgot my coffee. I usually take a cup of, he actually made me my coffee this morning and wow. then I forgot it on the table and he actually brought it to work today for me and wow. he brought a whole bunch of candies and stuff so I could share with my coworkers. Oh so my God. I think Kim. I'm pretty lucky. Wow, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I want awesome. to marry him. Well, that's very good. You brought coffee down to your wife's and candy. Just for the heck of it. I know. And if you saw how the weather is here and the roads, you, I was gonna say, you would never go anywhere. Three, three feet of snow. <laughs> it's just much fun. Snow. Every, every driving experience is like exploring. Mm-hmm. Okay. How long have you <laughs> kids been married? How long have you been married? Uh, this was our 14th year. Oh, okay. But we've wow. probably been together for 20. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, um, that's great. Our families, if you want to talk about coincidences, go ahead. the reason that we have yep. all kinds of weird coincidences. Okay. So Kim's aunt... My, my grandmother was a one-room, you know, prairie school teacher. She ended up teaching Kim's aunt. And then when Kim's aunt graduated high school, she came to Edmonton and she got her nursing degree and then went back to uh, the small town that my grandmother was now in called Lavoie and helped um, uh, my grandmother give birth to my father. So that was oh, wow. our first connection okay, for our cool. family. And then it just goes on from <laughs> there. About meant to be. Five or six different connections with various people in our family being connected somehow. Wow. How was a roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you have to follow that one. Anyway. Yeah, sorry. I didn't explain it very well. But yeah, his aunt basically delivered my father. That's, That's so wow, wild. wow. Yeah. How wild yeah, is that? And then Kim's older sister and my older sister went to school together and they were best friends. Mm-hmm. Kim's mother played softball with one of my cousins. And that cousin's children were taught by Kim's older sister because when she went, to, she became a teacher. Jerry, Jerry, story about Jerry. Yeah. yeah, and then the um, passport. My brother ended up working with your cousin, 
Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's so many, it's, it was really weird when we first started dating because we started, we had to actually make sure we weren't cousins somehow. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Either that or or there's only 12 people in your town. (laughs) It happens. It happens. Wow. That's so you went to ancestry DNA and you made sure the lines didn't intersect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's smart though, especially when there's that many like connections. It's like, all right, let's just rule this out right now. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. This, there's a TV series right there <laughs> i still exactly. keep checking there could be a connection stay on it okay <laughs> listen it's too close we have to take a break can you hang around with us for the last segment you're talking yeah, for sure. absolutely okay. all right why don't we do this why don't we take a uh, commercial break now and we'll be right back after this you're listening to mac money's mill tracks our show here on the distant thunder radio <laughs> network the whole gang is here we'll be right back there's a monster in Tokyo Bay, hundreds of feet tall and breathing fire. It's able to destroy whole cities, sink entire battle fleets, and knock swarms of jet fighters from the sky. But there's another even more dangerous resident of the bay. A secretive psychopath intent on covering the planet with nuclear-armed booby traps unless the world's population bends to their demands. Meanwhile, a mysterious group of reborn medieval warriors has taken to the air. Strange signals are being picked up from outer space, and witnesses report seeing hundreds of ghost planes flying in the night skies over Tokyo. Sailing off the coast of Japan aboard the United American Navy's mega aircraft carrier, the USS USA, it's Hawk Hunter, the wingman. He must investigate these unusual occurrences while trying to thwart the criminal's apoplectic plan. But will his actions save the planet or lead to World War IV? Find out in Akaloni's exciting new novel, The Jericho Storm. Filled with dozens of dogfights, sea battles, and brutal hand-to-hand combat, The Jericho Storm is book 21 in Mac's best-selling Wingman series. Team up with Hawk's longtime allies, as well as a few new ones, including fighter pilots Switchblade Steve Ward and Jocko Johnson. That's Wingman 21, The Jericho Storm. On sale now at your local bookstore and on Amazon. Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Military Show Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What show we have for you tonight? Let me introduce the extended posse, okay? First, girls, you know, he's here, the very famous Juan Wong. I'm here, the very famous. Mm-hmm. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Welcome back to the show. It's been fun. It's been hilarious. The top 10 tonight was top yeah. 10 ways that uh, Juan Wong would make a good Superman. And believe me, it took me hours to try to figure out, and I failed to get Squeegee and Lube in there. What would Superman be doing with Squeegee and Lube? Do you know Squeegee what I mean? Squeegee and Lube. It just, <laughs> There's no <laughs> connection. Yeah, doing some window washing as a side hustle. I was going to say, you can help Wonder Woman clean off her invisible debt. Oh, okay. The squeegee. Okay. The, Where's maybe, the lube? I mean, the lube might not. The lube can be for the the tires for takeoff. Okay. Right. I thought maybe the lube might uh, the date after to help Wonder Woman get into her. No way. Outfit. You, you guys might be overthinking. That's <laughs> <laughs> it? Us. <laughs> anyway, that voice you heard down there in Go Away, West Virginia, is uh, switching. Uh, National College yeah. Bond switchblade seat. And one day I will be famous too. Okay, you're famous now. Why? What are you trying to say? <laughs> You're wicked famous. You're not famous. I mean, famous as one one. No, people write to me and they want to know what you had for breakfast Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, not just Thursday. 
Uh, and you really have to get a life. I mean, I, I appreciate the interest, but, you know, I need a hobby or something. And frankly, they, they went over that squirrel in your head and where it came from. And so. Well, I, only my hairdresser knows for sure. There you go. <laughs> or your taxidermist. But look, let's move on. Uh, no uh, no cocoa tonight. He's out saving the coconuts, the pineapples out in the Hawaiian Islands. Also, but our security chief is here, Willie Club. Stick with us eating Halloween candy because he needs the bus. Hi, everyone. What a great show tonight, I'll mm -hmm. tell you. Some nights by this time of the night, I'm sort of, you know, I have to get a couple of bites of candy to wow. keep me gone. But, boy, <laughs> we've uh, picked up uh, the show tonight. No candy tonight. Good okay. Good to hear. All right. Mm. Uh, also with us is our favorite good witch up there in uh, Sideways now, Raven. Hi, my friends. Thanks for having me. Hello, Raven. Hello. Everything okay so far? Yeah, good here. Okay. All right. We're waiting for the VOM or do something dramatic. VOM? <laughs> well, you know, we've been talking about <laughs> Well, I did that. Are we waiting for that? I VOMed earlier when we were talking about Taylor Swift. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> wow. Also. She can come for me. That's fine. <laughs> right? Okay. Also, All with right. us, there's like your friends up there in Edmonton, Canada, um, Sarah and Kim Shea. How are Hi. You? Hi. Hi. Nice Hello, to be here. everybody. Three feet of Thanks snow. For us. Mm -hmm. Three feet of snow, and we learned that Kim brought his wife coffee and candy today down to her office. Three feet of snow, icy conditions. That's love, there, baby. All right for oh, you. That's Kim. above and He's beyond. Like Prince charming. Yeah. Wow. Prince charming. Yeah. <laughs> Midnight. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, hey! This is radio. Watch it there. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, holy cow. Kim, that I'm sounds hoping, like something Bates would do on uh, Downton Abbey with Anna. Okay. Bring your coffee. I, I want to know why uh, Kim's a uh, place of business doesn't supply them with coffee. Yeah, what's up with that? Oh, I mean, with Sarah's yeah, place, yeah. No, they have coffee there. They don't. But it's those um, K-cup things. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, they're terrible. And oh. sometimes I find that they they make the coffee too weak. See? So I yeah. don't really French care press. for it. French yeah, press. Yeah, we use a French coffee. press at home Ooh. and we can... Oh, French press is nice. French oh. press yeah. is great, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah, I, I like it. coffee that you can stand a spoon up in. See, there you go, switchy. There you go. There's a connection to Sarah because you love... Drink it like a man, right? All black. Switching. I, yeah, yes, absolutely. Do you, put sugar, like man, do you like, put sugar in it? It's supposed to be really healthy no. for you. Oh, yeah, it's great for you. Yeah, it is. Full of antioxidants, apparently. I, I still like am food. not on all black, though. Plus it I, I still have to have a little creamer. I'm sorry. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like Agent Get Cooper from train. Twin Peaks. Yes. And with a big piece I'm like of the little girl from Airplane when she asks for her coffee black. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, if you know, you know. Oh, right. <laughs> when I when I went to go see that the first one, okay, there's a part in it where the stewardess has to inflate the balloon <laughs> co-pilot. Remember that scene? <clears throat> and I'm in a I'm in a yeah. theater packed with people. George. It, it, and me and a guy in the front row laughed out loud. <laughs> no one else got it. Anyway, well, everybody else there was 14 years old. Right, well, I don't know. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right over their head. Yeah. Oops. But funny movie. Yeah, yeah playing funny movie. So, anyway. CMP. Uh, Switchy, you have a uh, report. Let me put in your bumper right here. And now it's time for another story from the lost annals of the paranormal. It's time for Steve Ward's report from the fringe. Tell us, Switch, what's up? Okay, this took place August 29th, 1967, Cusack, France. 
uh, a small village in France. Now, two children, Francois de Luca and his uh, sister Anne-Marie, uh, 13 to nine years old, they're actually uh, taking care of their cows. They have about 10 cows and they're they're out there and just making sure everything's all right. And uh, they to pass the time, they play cards and so forth. So uh, it's a uh, it's about 1030 in the morning. It's uh, uh, clear skies. Uh, you know, uh, the visibility is just perfect. Well, uh, all of a sudden, now the, the cows are kind of moving off toward this ridge. And so as uh, as they move there, as, as uh, Francois moves there, he sees what he at first he thinks are, are, are children playing over there. But as he gets a little closer, there's just something really bizarre about them. But first, the first thing he noticed is, is a, a very large, about, uh, oh, about 12 feet in diameter, a, a silver ball, which is has landed on the ground. It has actual... Uh, uh, landing gear with pods on the bottom. And when he gets a little bit closer, he sees these beings. There's about four of them. Uh, they're about three feet tall. They're flying around this, this silver ball. Um, uh, he can't really see much in the way of features. They're, they're actually, you've, you've seen these silhouettes along the road where you see a man standing or the Bigfoot or whatever, and it's just a, a two-dimensional black uh, uh, sign. And at first, you think it looks like somebody, but that's kind of what they were looking at. There were no, uh, they couldn't see any features. If they had uh, kind of pointed heads and seemed to have pointed chins, uh, they had long, spindly arms, and they couldn't tell if they didn't really see if there was anything like a, like a jetpack or something to, that would would allow them to fly. And uh, so they're kind of alarmed. And uh, these things were were flying for a while around this uh, uh, this craft, I guess you'd call it. And uh, they laid very low, and all of a sudden the thing started to move up off the ground and started to to circle, and and then and then actually flew off to the northwest. Uh, the their dog uh, actually alerted to it, as as happens many times with these things. The dog was barking at it. The cows started to move together because they could sense something wasn't quite right. So, and they also noticed the, the smell of sulfur. And uh, which is very interesting. This is something that shows up in a lot of these cases. Now they they mm -hmm. they were they went to their their parents. They were they could see their parents could see they were visibly shaken. They were crying. Uh, they uh, couldn't get to sleep uh, for a couple nights. Um, they did call the police, and when the police showed up, they still could smell the the, the scent of sulfur in the air. Uh, and so now this is what uh, uh, Dr. J. Allen Hynek would have called a close encounter of the third kind. And that, of course, is where somebody sees a craft or a UFO and they see some kind of an entity or being or humanoid in conjunction with this. Now, uh, as we talked about before on the show, there are so many cases of these things, but seldom do the entities look the same. This is, this is the only case where uh, I've, I've heard of something like this. Now, they do kind of resemble something out of folklore. Somebody in, in another era, maybe 100 years earlier, mm -hmm. they would have said they were the, the, the fairies or the, or the elementals or something, even though they were, uh, seemed to be uh, swirling around this strange metallic chariot, mm -hmm. if you will. Uh, and the, the sulfur, sulfur is, uh, is brimstone. Fire and brimstone was associated with the appearance of, of demons, of, of uh, some pretty nasty stuff you didn't want to deal with. Yes. So what, 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 what would cause, you know, if these were really some kind of an interplanetary or interdimensional visitors, what would cause the, the sulfur effect? Um, so, and that was, uh, that was investigated by, uh, uh, that was uh, originally printed in Flying Saucer Review. That was a, uh, a great British publication that started in the mid-50s mm -hmm. and uh, was uh, probably the premier 
uh, uh, publication of, of the uh, for the in the UFO field for years. So it's just another uh, another uh, uh, incident, yep. another uh, encounter in in the midst of all these things. And when we start to we start to add them up, you know, uh, Keel, John Keel. Of course, I can't I can barely choke out two sentences without talking about John Keel. Okay. But he noticed early on that. Uh, there were when we looked at the, the what we call the craft or the spaceship or whatever, uh, almost no two were alike. You get mm -hmm. the general uh, shape, you get cigar, saucer shaped, mm -hmm. a sphere, or what have you. But when you got down into detail, very seldom were they the same. And the same with the entities that would show up. So he was trying to come to grips with why is it that there's such a variety? I mean, is this is Earth sort of a grand central mm. station for yes. for hundreds of different entities, or is something else going on? Are they mm. are 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 they uh, are, is their appearance um, maybe uh, has to do with our view of them or the way we relate to them? It makes me think of uh, we've all heard about the Skinwalker Ranch, uh, and uh, they've got the TV show. The, the The best book on it is The Hunt for the Skinwalker okay. by uh, Knapp and Kelleher. Yep. Well, there was a book that came out prior to that called The Utah UFO Display. No relation. Frank Salisbury, Dr. Frank Salisbury, wrote it, and he got uh, he collected uh, the sightings from a, a local teacher there named Junior Hicks. Junior Hicks uh, collected all kinds of reports in this one area, the same general area that the Skinwalker Ranch in the Uinta Valley is in northeast Utah. And when you look at there's a, there's a two-page spread in the book that shows you the different types of vehicles or craft they're seeing. And again, you get this incredible uh, spread of different types of, of craft. Mm. And uh, so it's, uh, Akil was the one that, uh, again, we've talked before about, he talked about window areas. The, the, the These things seem to pop in and pop out. Um, and uh, there's there's no uh, I mean they even even change shape sometimes or disappear right before your eyes. Right. So he was trying to come to grips with all that, and he also found that what he called window areas that if you went back in time in that same same uh, area, you would find other kinds of uh, phenomena. Mm -hmm. uh, you might find you know a history of of uh, perhaps the. Uh, uh, people's encounters with the with the elementals, whatever the local belief was in the in the little people. Mm -hmm. um, so there there seemed to be something about these areas that would produce different types of phenomena. But in, like like I guess one of the best examples. Remember uh, uh, Stan Gordon did yes. all that research in uh, Pennsylvania, seventy three, seventy four, yep. a wave of of strange UFO sightings and mm -hmm. Bigfoot like creatures, mm -hmm. very bizarre Bigfoot like creatures that seem to be impervious to. Uh, to uh, uh, bullets, but if you go back uh, in just the next state over in Ohio, uh, back in 1897, there was the mysterious airships were going over. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Between uh, you know uh, uh, mid-April, mid-May, and on the ground they were seeing some kind of a like a Bigfoot-like creature. Uh, you know, they called it a wild man. This is long before Bigfoot had a uh, had had any presence there. Yep. And they also seen these large black cats. So uh, speaking of large cats, get, him. Uh, get that cat out of here in front of the camera. Get that sleep hey. bitten. <laughs> what a coincidence. This guy's name is Keel. So <laughs> yes, that, yeah, uh, right, that's course. a good way to wrap up the report. There you so go. anyway, just the idea <laughs> is, as you know, I'm always looking at patterns yes. and trying to see how things fit in. And uh, it's just in one of these other these very fascinating mm. reports that is likely a uh, a very uh, credible uh, incident. Here's the thing, Matt. I, I got to say, we got like four minutes left. Is if you when you think about it, you know, like if you come to if you were a visitor from somewhere else and you came to this planet, you'd see all kinds of different airplanes, right? And all different kinds of people would be getting out of those airplanes, different kind of cars, maybe. 
maybe what people are seeing is, as you say, like this is somehow it's like a Grand Central Station where lots of different visitors come in different craft. You know, but the same craft have been seen over the years. That's the thing too. You know, it's switchy as we, as he's on. He's fighting with his cat, and the cat has taken the microphone wire and is now eating it. That we can't hear him. <laughs> yes, the, the cat muted me for a moment here. Yeah. <laughs> They'll do that. Now we know what the cat feels about the show. Interesting. Okay. I, I can blame a lot of stuff on this cat. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, the good thing, thing is I around. find the sulfur thing really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like yeah. That that's a, a very common factor. It smells course, like hell. When you get into the d- demonic literature, yeah. that's another yeah. very, you know, and some of the men in black reports that we're so familiar with these days are parallel. Some of the uh, the strange visitors that witches were supposed to have been consorting with back in the in the old days. So that's, that's there's what you're all saying, these bizarre this. patterns. It's very hard to sort out. What is as he's saying? Uh, this the, 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 the cat's tail is like you know, like hitting him in the head, hitting him in the face. The cat's <laughs> tail, right? There, Heck, oh, are oh. you getting jealous that you don't have a little? Key I told cat you, to my cat. Do you want to? We don't have time for my cat story, but it involves New Year's Eve and LSD, and it's not pleasant. <laughs> oh, we got to hear that. We got to hear that next time. Next time. So listen. Well, listen. We're going to wrap top up. Top ten cat stories. <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay, top ten cat stories. I can't wait for that. Switchy. Time for the uh, graphic. Uh, of the train. That doesn't destroy my uh, modem here. Would be good. All right. <laughs> Crashing into the station. I want to thank, let's thank first, I guess, Sarah and Kim Shea. Well, let's give them a hand of, a round of applause, which will sweeten up thank extra you. special. Thank you. Totally fun. Always fun to have. For you guys. Nice to, yeah, nice to see all you guys again. Yeah, thanks nice for joining us. Too. And the uh, the links to thanks the... One, one. Um, <laughs> Links to the YouTubes that we talked about will be in our show description, um, you know, when we uh, put the podcast up next week. Thanks for joining us, but hang around, please. Thank you, uh, Club. Thank you, Club. And thanks for, sh- to be here, Mac. Thanks for sharing your candy. What are you going to go hit? The Snickers okay. down? The Reese's? The oh, Reese's. I'm going to have it now. A couple of beers and some candy. I'll be all set. <laughs> Here you <A> go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sounds good. Uh, thanks, Club, for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Go Pats. Oh, that was terrible this Sunday, man. I'm t- they don't hey, have a defense. The game is they went ugly. We're not fussy anymore. Yeah, we'll take anything you ain't kidding, man. Maybe Tom's coming back. Tom is, hey, even Tom Tom is uh, making love to Bill Belichick yeah, over the airwaves. Come on, watch it. I know. Come on. What? Never it's coming back. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. Go Bruins. Hey, on. number one. Number one. You ain't kidding. All of a sudden, man, they are the number one team yeah. in the NHL. And they still got guys out too, right? Yeah, they got a few, but they're playing well. They're just, I yeah. don't know. They're, 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 they're that coach. That they, coach, yeah, that coach changed everything. Yeah, he really did. He's an interesting yeah. story too. So Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Switchy. Go, Mac. It's my pleasure. Okay. Thanks for joining us. And uh, next Tuesday, you know what? Get the cat out of it. Thank you. Uh, next Tuesday, <laughs> uh, we'll pay for your breakfast if you do something nutty. Okay. We'll pay that thirteen fifty five. Well, can you define nutty? A cat burger. How about that? How nutty is that? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're talking about roadkill? No, I just hear they're good with, uh, you know, Thousand Island dressing on it. You, you got to time the roadkill just right, you know. <laughs> yeah, you do. too long. You uh, and it's got to be run over the right way. The right way. <laughs> <laughs> Preferably a Michelin, right? Spoken yeah. like somebody that knows. Huh? <laughs> you don't wanna, I've been there, done that. You don't want to eat that Goodyear stuff. You want a good time to go over it. Anyway, thank you, Switch. Uh, My great and, job, Steve. Stop! I'm going to shut him me. off. I'm going to shut him yeah. off. <laughs> Raven, it's that time of the night for us to say goodbye to you, Raven. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Thanks for joining us once again. We appreciate it, and uh, we will talk to you soon. One one. Thank you as always. You're welcome. Always a pleasure from across the tunnel. 
Good and, for this, uh, as you know. The um, <laughs> the plug is uh, Homestrat Troops. Homestrat Troops is an organization that builds troops. Whoops. Let me try that again. Homestrat Troops is an organization that builds homes for our veterans in combat action after 9-11. That means the Afghan war and the Iraqi war. Uh, these are veterans who may have lost a limb or whatever uh, in service to our country. They come home, and it's kind of tough for them to get back into the workplace and so on. So Homestrat Troops builds them homes, really nice homes, and uh, that are adaptable for them. So low account of space, not a lot of stairs, things of that nature. And then when they're finished, they get, they rip up the mortgage, they give them the keys. It's their home forever, and they can go out and have a productive life um, you know, without that whole idea of having a mortgage payment over your head every month, which we all know. So uh, they deserve it. Homestrat Troops, the 88 cents of your um, – a dollar goes to directly to our veterans. That is very high in the charity biz. So please Google Homestead Troops, see what they're about. And that is it. We are out of swag. We're out of swag. I hate to say that, but we're going to start it again in January. But keep the cards and letters coming in. We'll make a list and we'll send it all out in January. Thank you, everyone who writes to us. I hope everyone got Raven's picture last week. Overflow with requests of Raven's picture. Of course, half of them were from Juan Juan, but the other half... <laughs> I gotta send them out. You know? Raven's pictures got got it all over whatever I can provide. Forget it. Uh, okay. Hey, I, listen, Forget just for the record, it. do you want I'm that to be jealous, the last one? Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes, which is definitely not jealous. Oh, I'll, no. I'll be sure to put that on our Instagram page as well, yeah, okay. just so that everyone is clear. Yeah, it's clear. Yeah. I'm gonna have a picture of Raven uh, printed in uh, photographic paper and. And put on my little bookshelf behind me. That's uh, doesn't have a lot of books on it. Just uh, <laughs> no books. What a surprise! Okay, we thought the show was creepy enough already. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Save the best for last. Thanks very much. That's everyone. it. That's for swag. The new swag is the Raven okay. calendar. Oh oh wow! Oh my god! Uh, my show. face on a coaster. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. That's a good one too. I hope someone's writing these good ideas down. Thank you very much out there to everyone for joining us. We really appreciate it. And so this is Mac for the entire gang saying, until you hear us again, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye.